Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, episode 10. We're into double digits now. Um, today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And Charles. How you doing? And uh, a return of Steve. Hello. Who uh, you may remember from episode 5 when we were at the old post office in Warwick. Um, so this episode um, is covering Indie Man. We all, we all went to Indie Man Beer Con in Manchester. So we thought we'd cover our experience at the event and also some of the other places we visited whilst up there. Uh, and we're going to be drinking Manchester beers today. So there we have it. So first beer, who wants to who wants to introduce the first beer? What have we got? Ah, so we've got um, North South Petite India Pale Ale by Manchester Marble. It's a purely independent brew here, not a collaboration that I can see, no. Uh, Amarillo, Azaka, Lemon Drop, Hops. Hmm, okay. So yeah. Let's have a let's have a taste. Dig in, cheers. Thing. Yeah, it's a four point two, so it's kind of sessionable, isn't it? Pretty good, pretty clean, crisp. Um, yeah, you get the of... zesty lemon and orange kind of thing, haven't you? Yeah. Hmm. Got some grapey notes, almost. I'd say. It's interesting. Yeah, it's saying it's it's got kind of wheat in it, which is kind of thickening it up a little bit, maybe for, for four point two. <clears throat> So you get that yeah, wheat beer kind of feel to yeah, it a little bit, yeah. And it's obviously very hazy. Um, and both the we've got two different glasses out. We've got obviously the regular tulip glass, and then you have got the Craftmaster, Craftmaster yeah. iterations, and they seem to be sort of present a bit more of a head on the, on the beer, mm. really, which is sort of interesting as well. Yeah, this kind of water one is nucleated, whereas interestingly, the brew by numbers one isn't. But yeah, as you say, both of them a bit more of uh, head retention on the beer, which is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Marble have been really impressive re- recently. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but trying. Well, we tried the Brute, that Brute beer, uh, yeah. in the last couple of um, episodes oh, ago. Oh, uh, Flying Triangle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like they've got a black IPA coming out. They've had loads of releases of just rare, you know, different stuff, really. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to see how they've been progressing, really. I think they they bring a good mix of like they do the trad stuff like you can got like pint although it's called metric now isn't it um, <laughs> pint pint ish or yeah. pint yeah, I think it's called metric I saw cans with metric on but pint minus sixty eight mil yeah, yeah they like they they do stuff like that which is available on on cask and they're super strong in the cask thing as well like Lagonda and bitter is it bitter is either one they do. Yeah, they do a Manchester Bitter, Manchester which Bitter, yeah. reputedly, not that I've tried it, is the closest thing now to Boddington's, when Boddington's was good and brewed at the original wow. brewery. Um, so, yeah, people reckon that that is, uh, is the closest thing to that, but uh, it's, you don't tend to see that down in these parts. Um, so I <laughs> we're West Country now, are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're almost in the South. But look, we border Gloucestershire. You know? It's true. Yeah, yeah so true. there you go. We, we border Daya Country. Well, Steve, um, you're originally from West Country. I've got some West Country blood. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there there you go. Say no more. Well, I normally admit to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, let's um, let's crack on and talk about Indie Man. Which it's, a little, it's a little while ago now, isn't it? A few weeks ago now, isn't it? Um, <sighs> too long. Too for, long. <laughs> for me and Vicky, it was the first time we've been there. But you guys both been before? Mm. Uh, I'd, I'd been before, so I went last year for the first time. I think it was right. your, your my first, first time too. First time yeah. too, and then. Mm. Yeah, very glad I got dragged along too. <laughs> it was a bit different for us this year. We we did um, well myself and and Steve and Gemma. We did we did the two days of the festival. Um, so we did the Friday day session, 
thanks to Gemma getting the trade tickets, which was always appreciated and worked out quite nicely. And worked out really well, and then did a bit of the hoppy excursions, which I know we're going to talk about around Manchester, and then um, we came back for more <laughs> the next yeah, day yeah. after um, after a good fry up in the in the morning. But <laughs> so that that was my question really: is to was there much difference in the two sessions? Was Friday noticeably quieter than a Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Steve would probably say the same thing, but it was it was definitely uh, much more you much much easier to move around. Yeah, I think and yeah. get to what you wanted to get at mm. early doors, yeah. and um, it was, obviously it was different, wasn't it? On the yeah, it was. I would say it was still busy on Friday, but it was relaxed enough. Obviously, they've got to get the footfall in to make their money, but they, yeah. yeah, they had got the balance right. It was you know enough atmosphere, but relaxed enough that you could get around. You could have a bit of a chat with yeah. certain you know brewers that you were trying to desperately get hold of. Whereas I think on Saturday you almost felt a bit pressured because there was always mm. people behind you wanting to get a beer. Yeah, and you couldn't yeah. kind of just. You knew that if you were talking to someone pouring the beer, it was only it was only making the queue worse behind. Yeah, so I think that uh, was, and that's right. I think um, although I've only been this one year, I'm glad I went two days on the trot because I really learned a valuable lesson on the Friday. Is drink the beer that you want, no matter how strong it is. Drink it as soon as you can because if you're not careful, it, well, it'll, it'll go. Two yeah. hours. There, there was gone. a certain beer from a certain hyped American brewery that um, oh. I made a beeline to straight away, and um, there's a man's shoulders slumping yeah, here. And, um, yeah. Subsequent, subsequently, that beer then was gone within a matter of hour, a couple of hours. So, I think oh, so, you, so you didn't have it at the time. No, Steve, Charles went straight Charles for the dipper, right. and, I, and I thought, oh, I've, I've got a big weekend. Play, playing the long just, game, there. yeah. Playing the long game, and it didn't pay off, did it? Went for a year. It was more sessionable, seven percent IPA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when you went, when you were ready for the dipper, <laughs> it had gone. Oh yeah, no! I was quite disappointed. <laughs> so I learned a lesson that day for the following day, the Saturday. Yeah. Don't worry about the ABVs. Just get it, whichever it, beer you it, want. It, from yeah. The, you know the most obscure breweries you can hope to get hold of. Cause I and think, even then you'll be disappointed yeah and, and also like, the sessions really are not that long to sort of like no. go to plan a particular you know you could, it's very easy to go right I'm going to start off with the table beers I'm going to like rise up through the ABV and then end with an imperial stout but it doesn't really work like that and because you could be in one place and see something that you really want mm-hmm. and I think you've just got to got to go for what you want really yeah, yeah, I think also definitely. it's the case if you see something because it's a big Sight, relatively, isn't it? And and so you can be over in one of the other mm. pools, as mm. it were, and and then basically go past it. Go, oh, yeah, I'll come back to that in a minute. And it could be hours before you get back there, and and or you may never go back through that particular bit again. And then you, you don't get so, like you say, first rule of thumb, yeah, grab it while you see it, sort of thing. Really, trying to swim through three pools of beer, part of the fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how sidetracked you can get. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in in terms of just like. You know, for anyone that hasn't been there that might be listening to this, I, I think it was a well organised. It's into its about fifth year or something like that now. Mm. Um, I think as we were, we got there quite early. We were in a queue for for a while, um, yeah. but I thought it was great the way they came out and was doing the wristband thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. before before we got in, and it, it kind of sped things up quite yeah, nicely. We, yeah, we just and, through, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and something that actually Steve from Beer O'Clock Show mentioned actually that they did. I think the Saturday, early the day session Saturday was actually slightly earlier starting than it was the previous year because the issue is, is the queue, there's obviously a queue to get in mm. and then there's that delay where you have to get your tokens and that sort of slows things yeah. up and last year we, we lost maybe half an hour, maybe more of just being in a queue before you actually got your first beer. So I think they tried to improve that and it did to an extent was slightly yeah, better, but I suppose you're always going to get a queue with a big popular event like that. It well, might be my only criticism is that mm. 
potentially then maybe in the future they could look at perhaps um, all in maybe enrolling people in so they can be inside the venue mm. and not actually start pouring the beer until X time and then because it's that time of year where the weather can be pretty if it was pissing down I, even the 10-15 minutes I stood out there but you, you I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a pretty chilly morning yeah, yeah. in a Manchester October yeah. morning that's a good yeah. point I wasn't prepared for rain no. I, I was just prepared for beer so I didn't even think about the queue yeah. you know yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the, maybe, maybe again, maybe they could look at maybe issuing tokens, selling tokens in the queue or something. Yeah. So that they. Just, That's not a bad idea, actually. So yeah. you're not yeah. then. So it's just it's not. Um, yeah, it's just speeding the process yeah. up and. Because all you'd do it. then is you'd you'd grab your glass, which on the subject of that actually, I, I think a particularly great design. We've got mm. one. We've got one here. And to be um, fair, I don't know what your initial thoughts were when I think when I first saw the glass, I thought. That ain't going to make it back. No. Home. <laughs> I think everybody's thought as well. I saw the, these. The yeah. two of glasses that I did get from two sessions both made it back. Yes, likewise. Yeah. As, yeah. as made it back. Um, Still going strong. That's a thin old stem on that, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, they, they came back okay. I think it's a really nice glass. Uh, it doesn't look like it holds a third, does it? But it um, it's like a sort of mini teku, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Really? Um, but yeah, very nice design. Um, so yeah, they, they made it back. Um, in terms of the, the building itself, obviously I'd heard beforehand of what a what a great building it was, and it is, isn't it? A Victorian swimming baths that has been lovingly restored. Yeah. Masses of little spaces amongst the, the bigger spaces, the smaller ones. And it's one of those things with beer in hand, you can actually just go wandering, wandering. around the place, yeah. um, just trundling around in a slightly beery haze, just taking it all in. You know, things like the guy with his keyboard in, in the Sonic the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. Sonic, yeah. He was playing like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog tunes, dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, that was brilliant. That and, really and that's where you think, whoa, how many dippers have I had? Or is this <laughs> really <laughs> happening? <laughs> it was a bit trippy at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but stuff like that was cool. And, and, and just like the little bits where like uh, Buxton was, and also verdant in the Turkish baths and stuff like that. Yeah. It had so many different vibes to the place that you could kind of pick the room. You go, oh, this is light and airy. I'll stay here. Or you might have wanted to go over into the. Well, let's say you've got the tents as well outside, which yes. is exactly yeah. a yeah. great addition. Um, um, I know they've had that. They did have that previous years, but I didn't actually make it there last year. Right, <laughs> right. So it was good, further this time. Yeah, we actually made it outside uh, this this year. So yeah, because that, that was beer merchants had like their takeaway fridges and, and stuff. Lurvig like that were there. there. Lurvig were at the back there. On beer. Beer. Collective, yeah. arts. collective arts. Collective arts. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the food area at the back as well. Yeah. So there was there was a lot of places you could just kind of amble around there. <laughs> Obviously, I would say probably my least favourite part was the the Wylam uh, room where the dark and dingy, <laughs> dark and dingy, loud music. You, you weren't a huge fan of that. No. Were you? Like a... Well, I think I, I think everybody's going. It was great. You know, you're all saying it's a fantastic space, and it is, and it's lovingly restored. But to me, it was almost like there was too much, and I almost got to the point where I was just like. It, it did absolutely freak me out the whole, yeah. uh, and I got towards the end where the whole building uh, I just got completely freaked out about it and I think for my last beer of the day I went to go into room three which was the dark and dingy room Yeah. and I got down there and I just almost completely just not quite had a panic attack that's a bit extreme but it was it, it just yeah. it just did completely freak me out the whole thing and it was a bit like I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what beers I want I don't know you know and I just kind of got all of it a bit um, like a night out in Bristol in the yeah. dark underground clubs yeah you know. yeah I think that was it it was just there was almost I was I think I was trying to cram too much into one day mm. or 
I, I was like, like, and like you were saying about, oh, well, we've got to go here and get this beer before it runs out. It can and then be it's overwhelming, like, can't yeah. it, I guess. And then yeah. it was kind of like, I can't remember which beer it was I wanted that before it runs out. And then, oh, actually, maybe it has already run out. And, and, and know, then and you then saw Sonic the Hedgehog. And then a guy dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog. And then I was just like... Sensory overload at that point. I think that was it. And then you've got, because you've got that very narrow corridor, you've got great big wide open spaces, then you've got that really dark and dingy room and yeah for me it was all it was but you know maybe next year when I go I'll be a bit more aware of it this time and just think okay yeah not worry about it as much well, with, with that being said I mean it, for, I suppose it caters to all audiences yeah. you know for a lot of people they would have loved sitting there all day yeah. so that's fine you know that's room for them and we'll just pass in to collect a beer I think that's the thing really but that's the great thing about the different vibes in the different rooms you you settle in the room where you go I like this Mm. Uh, it may be because the bar nearest there like we spent a lot of time in the pineapple room where Stone uh, were um, and then other people were kind of ambling around other people kind of based themselves I mean the people that got in early they were going in with the tables right in the centre of the pools they kind of almost like getting a base oh, camp at one yeah. of the tables but you had to be super early but to I think get um, one of those, and the difference for me this year and um, was the fact that we didn't I didn't have my rucksack with me mm. um, in the session because obviously we wouldn't stay in the hotel and it was still there and and it was made a difference, I think, not sort of basing myself where, like, last year we based ourselves in, in what was then the Beaver Town Pineapple, where it was in the Pineapple Room, and that was a base to leave your bag, whereas this year it was kind of, you know, you were free, you were free and easy. Yeah, you could just kind of... I guess, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you haven't got any baggage or whatever, you, you can kind of just keep roaming uh, yeah. the whole time. It makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the other thing, because obviously we, went, we met up with a whole bunch of people, mm. um, so it was very much, it was a kind of like, right, Diane made a beeline for the pineapple room and we, yeah, we all kind of like left all bags and coats and stuff there. And then I suppose there was a part of me that was thinking, oh, I had to keep going back there, one, yeah. to make sure my bag mm-hmm. was okay, but also because it's like, well, I'm supposed to be here with these people. But then equally you couldn't yeah. see it. Whereas so I think, the, the, yeah, thinking about what you guys did, because we hardly saw you at all during that And on Saturday. that note, I sort of feel bad for it because I didn't really want... To like, base yourself, I, I know. I, I, you know, I no disrespect. I socialise with a lot of the people out there yeah, anyway. Exactly. I, I didn't want the whole focus to be about you know this, being in the room. I'm just excited and running around trying yeah. to roaming around. Just kind of yeah. you're in and be a roaming. Yeah. Mode. yeah. <laughs> but because of that, yeah. I barely, I barely socialised with you yeah. know, all of us in, in the pineapple room. I, I stopped there for about two minutes. <laughs> I think once yeah. again, there's a strong argument for doing the two sessions where you can maybe do one session with a certain bunch of people and then another session where you're, hey, I'm just on the road now. I'm just checking out everything that I can find and just never staying still. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing though, because it's just how, it is a short session, but you, I think when you go and you think, oh, I've got plenty of time, I've got mm. four hours. But those four hours go, once you're into it, um, they go so quickly. Don't know. Yeah, you look yeah. at your watch, it's, oh my God, there's like half an hour, an hour left. And you're sort of thinking, you know, that's it. For, for <laughs> and, you're, and you're going, and I've got five tokens left. Oh my God, I've exactly, got half yeah. an hour to, yeah. <laughs> so you then spend the tokens. It's like Brewston's millions. <laughs> no pun intended, actually. Yeah. Um, Supermarket sweep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, as as possible. yeah. Um, so let's let's just have a quick sort of recap, really, of what were the best things that we uh, that we drank at Indie Man. Um, you guys have probably got a few listed because you, you did two sessions. Mm. Um, what what kind of tick the boxes for you? Well, it's probably going to be a bit of overlapping here, but I've got a like, special mention to the American breweries again. Other half, 
absolutely smashed it yet again everything they put out sold out so quickly and it was all just such high level beer um, the Vale stuff which came on on Saturday the Sours fantastic again and to be honest with you a couple of the they had the crispy corner this year which uh, I've just yeah. sort of got back into lagers and pilsners this year and aka Charles's corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was quite happy trying particularly one brewery one brewery was the Not- Notch Brewing which again sort of the US brewery um, yeah, out of Salem, Massachusetts, I think they are, but had their their Pilsner, which was fantastic, and also Don Zoko in the Thirsty Games, the their their their, their lager, which was fantastic as well. Um, so, mm. so Thirsty Games, yeah, for anyone not aware, is like where it's almost like a wild card inv- invite, isn't it, for three breweries to come in yeah. and uh, and to pour at Indie Man, and then there's like a public vote on who gets to come back the following year. So obviously last year our local uh, guys Burning Soul um, were back this year because they won it last year do we know who, who won it this year um, it wasn't Don it wasn't Donzo it wasn't no. Donzo um, and the other guys pouring were from, from Nottingham uh, was Liquid Light I don't think it was them I, so think obviously did, 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 I thought they won it did they not oh actually no you're right yeah I think Liquid Light did win it yeah I suppose, um, like, yeah off the top of my head I'm not sure I don't know um, so yeah they're, they're Nottingham so um, so basically uh so it's the Thirsty Games just one of their brews then? Because you said you... No, I thought they brought like two beers each. Two, I think. Yeah. Yes. Although Don Zoko had a third yeah. beer which was being Lit- sold but not the part of the Thirsty Games. Liquid yeah. Light, um, they scooped up the Thirsty Games award this year. Right. So they'll um, be back next year then. Yeah, they will be back. One yeah. to watch next year. Yeah. Good stuff. But, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, we kind of sidetracked you on your on your beers there a little bit. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> going back to it really, yeah, the American stuff, which mm-hmm. I... Was predictable, I guess. Um, and what about the hype train? What <laughs> the hype train? And this is the kind of stuff that was running out, though, from my point of view. Mm. Uh, yeah, I did get some other half, but not as much as I wanted to. Uh, the veil, we got sidetracked talking on on day two on Saturday, and it was in room three. Right. And it took so long to get to room three. When we <laughs> yeah, got to the veil, we, got we missed the impy stout. Which but they did have the sours. They did, and it, blessing in disguise, which was, were really really good. That that. Uh, don't correct me on the pronunciation. Laprigo or something. Laprigo, tasty. The Black blackcurrant uh, lactose mango apricot sour. Right. Was and absolutely superb. It was, and there was a strawberry one, which I think I had at yeah, the same time. Very similar was, style. It was literally like a strawberry innocent smoothie. Yeah. You know, yeah. Incredible. Wow. And we would have never have picked them had they had um, the, the, the MP style. Yeah. And there was also Chubbles 3 we'd missed as well. Inevitably, we would, probably would have ordered those before the the fruited sours yeah no, blessing in disguise because they really stick in my mind is... and I think that's the thing sometimes you surprise yourself by, by picking something because something's not available oh well, I'll have that then yeah. you just go whoa wow. that's, that's blown my mind yeah. you know, so. it's like being bought a gift isn't it you know, yeah. someone buys you a beer you would never have picked yourself yeah and for me a, a special mention on a couple of the stouts as well which we had um, I thought the Buxton Kentucky Woods Kentucky Woods was tasting incredible really mm. smooth loads of loads of bourbon character vanilla it was really delicious um, and obviously their, their kind of soft serve beers again which was a great talking point yeah. last year But Double Stout was a good soft serve yeah. variation wasn't it as mm. opposed to the, the fruity um, Sunday style ones they were doing yeah mm. although the blueberry Ice cream Sunday Ooh, was very special. My first experience of a soft pour. Mm-hmm. And what about Mills as well? I didn't. Get oh yes, there, so. yeah, Mills the sours. Picture pot. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Running man, running, running beer. Running I think beer, it was called. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, they're the ones to look out for, aren't they? I've seen their name around a little bit. They're kind of mm. lost this year, aren't they? Uh, Mills Brewing specialising in um, was, sort of mixed firm stuff, aren't they? Because yeah. it, it was literally next to the Burning Sky um, bit. Yeah. And it was you could tell how laid back he was. It sort of literally just had like a little chalkboard, I think, of sort of... Yeah, you know, just the, the right, very kind of hard to read writing of yeah. what beers are on, whereas yeah. everything else was sort of polished and branded, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like burning the sky yeah. with their like massive banner, yeah, yeah. Uh, hanging <laughs> off off the balcony sort of thing, yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, yeah, oh, cool stuff. So, um, stuff. how about you or you guys, Vicky? What 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 kind of uh, tick the boxes for you? Um, a strong man. Was good for me. Magic, Magic Rock. Rock Magic. Me, yeah. oh, I tried that. It was awesome. The twelve percent. That, that was the yeah. Everything you wanted. Twelve percent barley wine. Barley wine. Ooh, yeah. Twelve percent. Yeah. That was um, mm. that was really good. That was the last beer of the day. So uh, yeah, that set me off uh, nicely to yeah. to finish it off. Um, we did the. <laughs> you said we've got to do the soft scoop. The soft scoop. Soft serve. Yeah, So we went there initially. Probably what an hour or two in, and there was queues the out the door. So just miss that then. Um, but we did eventually get that. So we did. Was it extra stout? And it was the Buxton extra stout, which is a particularly bitter stout, actually, mm. with the soft serve. Um, it was the only one they were doing the soft serve on when we were time, there. Yeah. Um, I still enjoyed the experience of the soft serve thing, but yeah, I think I people was... who had the fruited ones said, "Well, you, you had one, didn't you, Steve?" Mm. One of the, the fruited yeah. ones said that it was a better experience with the soft serve. I would agree. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had the uh, the blueberry soft serve on yeah. Friday and on the Saturday I had the uh, Kentucky Woods which wasn't a soft serve but we had the double stout mm. I think extra, soft... extra stout was oh it? that's the one I had oh, yeah, it's, the same one. Stout. it's a 7.4% stout it's quite a bitter stout um, there was sure a, there was a st- I thought it was called double stout I think this might be another uh, maybe yeah. it's another it was about one, 10% yeah. Yeah. well there was a stout on soft serve which we missed on Friday if you remember maybe maybe they brought that one back on but mm, I can't be, yeah. but yes yeah, so to answer your question um, yeah it just worked very well with the fruit yeah. you know it was like a sort yeah, to me, it was slightly sharp bitter. yeah sweet yeah. and and mm. more this yeah. was just all bitter and it was a bit like yeah I must admit I, I didn't realise before having the soft serve I thought the soft serve thing was they chuck a bit of ice cream in the top but it isn't at all is it it's basically like a sort of iced version of the beer itself yeah it was like ice particles rather than like yeah. a dairy ice cream yeah. sort of thing yeah and I think I, that was I the thing the same. yeah I thought the same as well and so I was like oh yeah never really sold it until you have it yeah. oh actually that okay yeah yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah that is a beery slushy mm. yeah absolutely that's exactly the best description of it yeah so yeah anything um, else and then the other one I had I ended up um, having um, Howl which was by Roosters Brewing Company, which was the Black Forest Ghetto edition. Ooh, that was how? Not the Verdon Howl. No, no, no. Roosters Howl. There's Roosters another Howl out there. And this was, yeah, that was, that was really good. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the ones that kind of did it for me were pretty much some of the ones that you just mentioned. Really, uh, Magic Rock Strongman being absent from their lineup for some years now. They they used to do it in like seven fifty mil specially printed bottles. Um, word on the street is that it will be coming back in small pack soon. I think because uh, I mentioned it on Twitter the other day, and they sort of said, "Oh, could have some good news regarding this." So Ooh. could be coming back. But it's it's an awesome barley wine. Really, really great. Um, bring back eight ball though before yeah <laughs> um, the, the Buxton extra start we just talked about and then um, also um, I had Stone enjoy after 
let's get this anglicised. Enjoy by or enjoy after? Enjoy after. So that's the breaded... Breaded IPA. Version, isn't it? Enjoy after 31st of the 10th, 16. Oh, wow. Um, 7% breaded IPA. Um, really funky. Um, that was available. Um, I got dragged in by um, to a talk by our mate Dave Moore, who, uh, who was on this podcast a few episodes ago. Um, he managed to wangle... <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, a free entry into the talk, the stone talk that um, had cost people a couple of tokens, I think. But he, he kind of was talking to the security and all of a sudden I was whisked into that room. <laughs> and then they're, they're, they're just kind of like, oh, here, have this beer and just like doing free pours of stone beers uh, into your glass. So uh, that was one of the ones that I had. And that, that, was, that was a standout. The other one that I had there was, there was a can of like about a five-way collab beer. Um, yeah, I never saw that. Um, was it on the tap? It was on tap, was it? I believe it was, yeah. Uh, but they were cracking cans of that open in, yeah. in the talk. Um, and it was like, oh, everybody it was north, Cloudwater. Was it like, a cu- was it sort of like Magic Rock Cannonball? Like, um, it was almost like Three's Company. Exactly that. It was like elements from uh, Cannonball and, and uh, Transmission. By, Stone IPA. By, yeah, all of those things. The, the can design, there was like a circle on the front mm. of it that looked like little, um, what's that game? Um, where you get a little cheeses. Oh, uh, trivial pursuit. pursuit yeah. You get, you, I call them cheeses. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the little wedge, triangle wedge. wedge yeah. yeah. The, 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 it had those multicolor wedges, kind of in a circle around the can design. Um, and um, yeah, that that was pretty amazing as well. So yeah, it's yeah. Some, it's called. Fe- sorry, just interrupt. It's called Fellow Sip IPA. That's, it. That's the fellow. That's it. Um, so this was Buxton Magic Rock North Brewing and Mad Hatter, um, and yeah, it was using. Yeah, it was sort of like collaborating with the four. It's almost like the IPAs. component parts, yeah. yeah, of those beers, which generally, mm. when you added them together, it was quite a West Coast kind of thing. It, it poured out pretty clear, piney, resinous, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and it was good. It was it was really good. Um, so that that was my kind of standout beers. Um, you know, didn't have a colossal amount that session. I was more about just kind of. Just kind of digging the atmosphere, really, mm. of, the, of the great building. Yeah. It was great. You would be wandering around. You would bump into people. I bumped into uh, Steve from Beer Clock Show. Hobbsine. And, and Clayton. Um, and, well. uh, yeah, Hobbsine and Rob as well. Um, so it was good to catch up with those guys. Um, and, yeah, just it was just cool to just be kind of wandering around and, and seeing who was there, really, and just kind of chilling out it's, it's one of those you, you could spend hours there you know yeah. and so many beer festivals I mean just kind of what feels like a conference room yeah you know and, and it's over packed and even we only went the Saturday session but I feel that it wasn't that crowded you, you weren't elbow to elbow like a, a gig some some kind of is how some of them feel we went to Craft Beer Rising a few years ago it was like that yeah that's um, true and it, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant at all so I think overall it's hard to emphasise to to anybody that's n- never been to Indie Man Compared to any other beer festival, it, it wins hands down. Mm. It's you know, not only has it got the best selection of beers you'll probably get, you know, anywhere in the UK. Yeah, it has an amazing venue. It's just it's literally awe inspiring. Well, who was it who said it, it's like the Glastonbury of, of craft yeah, beer festival? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. is. Yeah. It, it is. It's something for everybody. Really. Yeah. yeah, and, and so I, I would not miss it at all. Again, it's, it's if you get bored of beer for more than two minutes, which doesn't happen, but if you do, yeah. you know, 
you've got a man playing, you know, I think if you get real time <laughs> Sonic to keep <laughs> yeah, red exactly, you know? yeah. But I think if you are bored there, I think maybe maybe you're not really into craft beer at yeah, all, really, yeah, or any yeah. kind of entertainment. Absolutely. Or any fun of any Or any fun. There's <laughs> just so much to do. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. Um, in terms of, obviously, there's some great food options there. Uh, we opted for Holy Crab. The word was getting out and yeah. they were delicious. They were they? absolutely spot on. So yeah, Hit shout them. out to Holy Crab for, for Hit them up. There was a lot yeah. of other good stuff apparently, but just didn't. We we're probably all guilty <laughs> of not being very adventurous <laughs> yeah. because we all just had Holy Crab. And I think also yeah. Holy Crab were quite convenient as well. They were just on that first floor of exactly. room one, was it? Yeah. 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 So they were so easy to get. Just near the toilets. Yeah. 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 Well that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. They were by all the bars, they were there, they were easy to see, whereas you to go does, and find some yeah. of the other food stores, you had to go outside and it was all by the table. It came with a lovely dipping like, sauce, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's anyway, no, absolutely super. You hit the mark. Um, in terms of like, you know, the, the facilities there as well, uh, this is some, a bit of a bone of contention at some places. Obviously, there was water stations, there was glass washing Rinsing. facilities, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and the key so for the loose weren't too bad, really. Not horrendously bad. Yeah, I mean, times it actually fine. Got, times it got a little bit bad, but you, know, you can always go outside though. Yeah, a toilet, there was a whole. Um, apparently, yeah, apparently they weren't there previous years. There was a load of portaloos, wasn't there, being set up? Yeah. Um, in the outside area. I'm sure, that must have made the difference. Yeah. So um, that that's all all good. It just, just, like, it just everything was smooth, wasn't it? It kind yeah. of ran smoothly. Um, I, if I may, just on, on that, and it, it has to be brought up. Unfortunately, it follows the same trend as some of you podcasts where there's always something about a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to. This is. I just find it funny. It's funny I, you've yeah, picked um, up on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna write a toilet jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. See, it's funny from my point of view. I, I found it hilarious that I went to Indy Man for two days in the trot, and like you just said, superb. They've got glass washing stations water stations however my experience of the toilet on Saturday wasn't the best because there was no soap uh, no soap and I, and I thought of all so the dodgy. things you've got this beer festival you haven't got soap in the toilet <laughs> yeah. but I can, I can rinse my craft beer glass out so, so yeah. my next beer is not tainted with anything but, but, uh, but I can't sanitise my hands uh, yeah I thought it was funny yeah. I didn't, didn't tell you until we came back so you, now you know I didn't wash my hands for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so thanks for letting us know now. Yeah. I just use one of the glass, the glass washing yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, would you go again next year? Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There was too much of yeah. a pause there, yes. <laughs> no, no. I think we're just waiting for who's going to answer first. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the question is, how many times would you go back next year? Mm. Would you do two days? I would do two days again. I would do two days again. I think sure. that, that was made a big difference for my experience of it yeah. this year it wasn't it meant obviously. no rushing no rushing no. well I was it. just going to say that yeah you, you had the mm. okay yes you had the <gasps> a little bit of panic yeah, in of course, case yeah. one of the beers had gone or whatever mm. on that you really wanted but if you weren't that bothered about going for a specific one, I suppose this is it. If you can spread it out over two days, yeah, you're yeah. not as but also, precious about... But also for us, you know, it's a long way on the train. Yeah. And I think just doing it in a day mm. is... Um, it's, it's Unless you're going to really, you know, um, spend an evening around Manchester, I think it's a rush. You're rushing around too much. Too, too long travelling, whereas at yeah. least... Spending the overnight, we could do a bit of the scene in Manchester, Perfect. which we did. Yeah. I know we're going to come on to that, but... And you know, in the morning, you could sort of get up, not have to get up too early, get a nice breakfast, breakfast, yeah, recover, get back to yeah. normal, and then you know, go again, sort of thing. And the other thing worth mentioning about the festivals is that they they have their all all festival 
resident breweries which were in you know all four days yeah but then there was a bit of a transfer there were some get, yeah. there were some breweries that were just there for the Thursday and Friday uh, and then a new yeah, set for the Saturday yeah. and Sunday so we did quite well being on the a Friday and a Saturday we had probably 20 breweries changed quite a few, overnight yeah, quite a few um, which was quite exciting if you, mm. you know after certain specific beers yeah, that's a good so point. You're watching actually, on yeah. the Saturday, thinking, "Oh, they're search and search were there," and oh no, they're not now. It's uh, somebody else. So it made it easier yeah. to sort of pick your beers you wanted to try on the Friday. You sort of yes. think, "Well, these breweries are only here today. Yeah. We should yeah. probably prioritise some of those, perhaps." Mm. Um, also, um, it's interesting right, how, how guys like the other half how they operate is like each beer like they rationed obviously the kegs for each session, session yeah. but they'd change as well. The beers would change. They weren't just bringing three beers or two or three beers, you know, constantly. They would constantly, each yeah. session had a new list. So you, you know, you're always going to try some, something different. So with hindsight, Sunday's worth uh, considering because it seems like they saved quite a lot of the well, yeah, for a friend of ours, beers on Sunday. Yeah. A friend of ours went, didn't he? And, um, We're a bit jealous. Yeah, yeah, you're checking in some very good stuff on Sunday. Mm. I think also, yeah. yeah, I was going to say about the Sunday session. The Sunday session is a different length to the other ones. Yeah, it's like an longer. extra hour and a half. Yeah, slightly longer. Um, Went from one to seven, I think. Yeah, mm. and I, I kind of got the impression that the Sunday session was a kind of more laid back kind of thing. But I've heard from people that have sort of said, actually, no, it was quite quite as manic as, really? as the Saturday yeah. was really. Um, there's also a big thing about you know if you were to do Saturday and Sunday. The situation at the moment with Manchester hotel prices is that astronomical on almost any given Saturday, which is a bit of a kind of um, you know problem mm. in in terms of of doing that because um, you've just got yeah. to book in advance though, haven't you? Yeah, but I've already been looking months in advance really? at Manchester hotel prices for when we go up for gigs and stuff like that, right. and they're just crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. Sunday. Funnily enough, though, is like dirt cheap, but that's that's a common thing around the country. Yeah, yeah. it's cheaper on a Sunday, um, and again, it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, do you take Monday off work or do you take the Friday off work? But it's interesting. It's all, it's all options, you know. But I, I would certainly like to do more than one session next time because mm. I didn't feel it was enough to kind of, you know, get a full measure of, no, of the place. I agree. Um, just going back to the beer that uh, which uh, most of us have gone through now. Speak for yourself. So yeah, Marble North South Petite IPA. Yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, good. Really, really solid beer. Yeah, considering you know definitely the wheat. Uh, the wheat's definitely adding something different on the mouthfeel. Oh yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, lovely it's body thickening to it. it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like a borderline. Uh, wheat beer that's like heavily hopped you know it's kind of like yeah. a wheat beer IPA kind of hybrid kind of thing um, well when we good. first got this yesterday and, you, and it was like in the description it says it's a hop forward series I was thinking oh great I'm not going to like this too much but um, no I'm, I'm I'm either really now starting to get used to hops or yep. that wasn't that hoppy <laughs> that, that wasn't that bad for me hmm. so um, yeah we're, we're, I think um I think we're getting a bit thirsty again now. Yeah, so we're, we're running let's, low. Let's, let's, let's have another beer. Yeah. What are we drinking? So we're on a beer called Sip Champagne When We Thirsty. So, which is an interesting sort of name, it which is. we've just... Do you know any history on it? Well, it turns out that it's from uh, a notorious B.I.G. Um, track called Juicy. Ah, mm. classic. The lyrics. Um, so basically, this beer is... It's a, so this is the third collab they've done with Port Street Beer House in Manchester. And they pushed the boat out a little bit and went for a Brute IPA, which we did a podcast on not that long ago. We did. Um, so I'll be using that enzyme then. Yeah, I 
think we'll just maybe just pass, we'll move away from that. We'll move away but, from that way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for you to pronounce that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're not on camera. So, true to the style, this Brut IPA is an extra dry finish, champagne like mouthfeel to spritz it up. Lots of passion fruit and mango, lovely residual bitterness. This is 7% ABV. Um, and yeah, we've got it poured into the glass. It's very hazy. Quite light, straw-coloured sort of beer. Not much of a head, even in the Craftmaster glass. Yep. Mm. And yeah, on, on the aroma, it's all grape. Mm. Grape and oh um, wow, that is massive on the nose, isn't it? It, it really yeah. is. Mm. I was a bit naughty. Had a cheeky head start, but I do agree with the blurb. It's um, it's not as dry true. as I was thinking. It's mm. quite um. There's a little bit of sweetness there. There's a little bit of dryness. Mm. There is dryness. Yeah, I definitely get some dryness. But I think we've had drier. Yeah, drier brutes before. Mm. Um, this is the sort of very fruity, uh, aromatic. It's you're right. It's got a lot of fruit in there, and I, I think compared to the four that we did on the previous podcast, this is actually probably up there with Flying Triangle from Marble. Actually, has been one of the ones I've liked the most. This for me is more leaning towards a New England sort of brute, if that's ever mm-hmm. such a um, style. That makes within sense a style. Me. Is that, I mean, I wasn't present on your on your previous tasting of the brute IPAs, but. I've only had a couple. For me, this is actually quite good. It's not overly, it's not overly dry. They haven't gone too far with the mm. whole, you know, the whole, the whole dry point of it. And it's actually quite works quite well. It's balanced, and you, know, you get plenty of fruity nose, nice yeah. flavours, and it's you know, it's, it's dry but not over overly much. I think it's a not really nice rounded. Yeah, rounded it's beer. it's quite um, it's quite again very easy going for seven percent. No kind of harshness from from the ABV or from the hops. Mm. Reasonable, reasonable body huge mm. amounts of fruit yeah I, I really like the fruitiness yeah mm. lots of stone fruit isn't it yeah yeah yeah. I think the other I mean you know, obviously we've done the, we've done the podcast already but I think the brutes that we did in that episode were leaning towards that kind of more towards like a wine or a champagne mm. yeah. yeah whereas yeah. this is a bit more kind of towards the IPA spectrum of, of a brew IPA it's got yeah. the dryness but it's also got that fruity it's, yeah it's hops. like you say it's kind of like a, a New England style but then with the, the dryness that mm. kind of comes in in the finish I think it's great and this is what you want from beers really you, you want them to blend the good nuances about different styles yeah. rather than having it you know has to be black and white has to be A, B and C no it's absolutely nice to blur lines and have, um, um, I think they're doing some great stuff mm. here um, yeah absolutely 330ml bottle because track don't do canning yet. It's and a bottle. Yeah, we like bottles. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is this glass thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have found a bottle open. Like, yeah. Can you recycle that? Yeah. <laughs> Store in a dark, cold place. Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> Sorry, um, it doesn't say that. Just for no, that right. means room three at uh, Indie Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. So yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, definitely digging it. But again, this. it's a bit like we've said on the on the Brew Podcast. It's like. Because we hadn't really got a frame of reference on what a brute IPA should be, we were kind of like, well, which one of these is closest to style? What should it really be like? And mm. again, this is this is another one where it's like, oh, actually, yeah, this one's not a dry brute or as dry a brute as some of the other mm. ones. So yeah, it then gets a Have bit tricky. Yeah, so it's a little bit like sometimes when you go for sour beers or whatever, you kind of. Okay, how sour is yeah, the sour yeah. beer going to be? <laughs> it's or an interesting term, isn't it? Yeah. it? It can be a real variance within the term. And I think we're seeing this a little bit with the brute ones, like like Charles was saying. Some of them go for more grapey 
kind of thing, you know, maybe using Nelson in it. More kind of aromatic qualities. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, more wine-like than beer-like. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this has kind of gone more... Leaning towards, yeah. Beer-like, but... What we know is a modern interpretation of an IPA. Yeah. Rather than something kind of not, <laughs> basically. At the end of the day, at least it still tastes like an IPA. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, this isn't a very... Um, sorry. Yeah. Words, huh? yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's it's it's. But I suppose that's it. It's you, you get again. You get to learn and sort of look on if they do put the ingredients <clears> on. Kind of have a bit of a look and see what that what yeah. they've done really. They haven't but given us much to work with that. No, okay. exactly. And that's that. That is it. Sometimes you get a really good long ingredient list on yeah. some cans and bottles, don't you? Which is great. And other ones you just get multi barley, oats, wheat, mm. hops. I think track have been notoriously a bit a bit kind of guarded with, with recipes and things like that. Whereas with you know their na- their neighbours or close neighbours, I'm just going to say water are so open. And um, put although, so much info on the cans, yeah, even down to the amount of you know hops per litre. Yeah, if they've put in. Although they've changed, obviously. The, 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 I don't know if you read the blog post recently. Yes, they're, they're kind they're, of they're changing that back a bit, aren't they? Oh, okay, they're now not going to re- list recipe. No, fair enough. For the time being on the autumn winter can, so mm. which is sort of highlight that perhaps they might not be putting as many hops as you find oh. in the summertime. Really. I'm not sure. I think it's more down to the fact that maybe they just want to kind of get away from people preempting what the beer is yeah. going to be like, mm. really. And that's a good point. I think and, also um, that the, the interesting thing, because we're on a Manchester kind of theme here, is is about that blog post was saying that they're going to simplify the can artwork and, and, and the naming of the beers because. I don't know about you guys, but I go to check in well, the Cloudwater beer. I'm like, oh Jesus, what's it called? Citra, yeah, and, not Amarillo. Yeah. Citra, no, this is the BBC version. Or no, this is the this yeah. is what denomination of Citra is it? <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. the DDH or is it the Cryo or is it? Is it know, a Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, but now they're, they're actually gone back to a bit of the old school with the V. They're doing a V series now, so like the pale is a you know, up to V two now, I think, and the double IPA is the same. It's just double IPA V one. So. Mm. Maybe they're kind of harking back a little bit to what they were yeah. best at, really. I like um, the. I, I think there should be a bit of secrecy between you know a brewery and the and the drinker. You know, it's, yeah. it's an art form. Do, isn't do, it? do you think that sometimes if there's too much info, it gives the magic away? Or? Yeah. Well, also, so, sometimes it subliminally plants mm. something in your Seems, head. You, yeah. you read certain mm. things and you associate certain flavors with certain hops. Uh, we've done it before. Yeah, we, I mean, we've drunk a beer. And like, oh yeah, we've you, you, with Amarillo, you with Amarillo. You with Amarillo and me with Enigma. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've had one, two beers we've not yeah. particularly liked that have had that particular hop in it. But then you give me. But who knows? The bit I've really enjoyed the last couple of Cloud Wars I've had from that series, mm. and they may have had Enigma or Amarillo, and yeah. I've actually really liked yeah. it. So maybe yeah. there's something that's a, to be said. That's a really good point. Actually, you're right. It totally preempts what what you're thinking about that beer before you even crack yeah. the can open. Yeah. So so perhaps point. that's what it is they're going for. But I, I think from what they've said, it's not going to be. It might not be a permanent thing, but they're just going to give it a go. Yeah. I think we have enough faith in breweries such as Cloudwater to know that they they are using premium ingredients. You know, it's, it's oh, yeah. other breweries. We won't mention any names, but you know, some more maybe mainstream breweries might mm. bring out a beer that sounds just like what we want. Like it might say a New England style IPA, and if it doesn't list the hops, and you start saying Green, Green Kings yeah. New England IPA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sorry, sorry. The, the, the brewery in Barry St Edmunds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I've seen also the Scottish brewery, uh, <laughs> DDH with you know uh, no frills, fuggles or something. Yeah, 
DH Fug Life. Yeah. Fug Life. Fug life. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah, that's what we've got to Sorry, yeah. Tiny Wimble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, enjoying the beer. Let's just kind of talk a little bit about, obviously... Kind of wrap we, up the sort yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, even though Vicky and I did just the one session at Indie Man, we did nip into a few of the other Manchester tap rooms and stuff, as did you guys mm. when you'd finished your Friday yeah, session. Too many to choose from, weren't there? Yeah. Because we, we, we sort of followed you guys for a bit, didn't we? And then we, yeah, we kind we of on. went to places where you'd been and we hadn't. Yeah, I mean, the first so place we, we went uh, was the Cloudwater Tap Room because obviously mm. that's moved now from the barrel store that it's was only down the road. Piccadilly Station. Yeah, it, to now actually being in the next unit to the brewery itself. Next to Parcel Force, I think. Yeah. Yeah, all the taxi Cold drivers chain. were like, where, what, where, where, where are you going? That's right, our Uber was like, are you sure you want to be on this industrial <laughs> estate? You know, so, um, yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, don't question us. That's right, look, we just need to get a Parcel Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, loving the new tap room. Um, I think they've done it out really nicely. Um, sort of lots of kind of light wood kind of tables and mm. it's much more spacious, isn't it? And yeah. brighter. It feels spacious. It? It's like a mezzanine kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. It's upstairs, and you look down upon some of the uh, barrel aging kind of stuff over the, over the balcony or whatever. That's a great um, space. And it's, it's definitely it's, warmer than the barrel store. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said yeah. that I quite like the vibe in the barrel store where they would actually have like the heaters. And there would be blankets there that they would hand out to people <laughs> if you wanted to put a blanket over you. <laughs> you, do, um, you do actually need it. In there. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the winter. Well, that beer needs keeping cold, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. some beer be colder than you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Cloudwater Tap Room also, interestingly, uh, it's card only, which is uh, something that has brought out a lot of debate in other places that are doing this card only kind of thing. Um, I haven't got a problem with that at all. You know, I think that's a conversation for a non beer related podcast. Yeah. I don't think we have an opinion in. Yeah. Cash card. It works for them. Yeah. It's convenient yeah. for them. Yeah. And just, so we're not moaning about it. It's no. Let's face it, who takes out enough cash to pay for craft beer all day in Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, at least the only trouble when you pay by card is you don't know how much you're spending, whereas at least when you're handing over your cash, again, you kind of go, like, yeah. you know, oh, the wallet's getting a bit empty and out. Oops, I think that's okay. a good thing. I had a better weekend for not looking at my bank balance until Monday. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, but the cloud, we'll go back to the cloud, we'll tap room. I know you guys went there before we did. Yeah. But when we went in, it was a bit later on the evening, there was a talk going on. And oh, I think Stone was showing their film. It was with Stone, and we, and we were just outside, and they said, oh, um, did you realise there's a talk going on? And we see, yeah, no problem. So we actually crept through the back, didn't we, and sort of yeah. got it, to the bar. Yeah, was trying to say, guys, <laughs> we'd rather you not come in. But, but we look particularly keen. And, yeah. <laughs> please, please, we've... Made a made a um, did you, your best special puppy, journey. Puppy dog eyes did you out there Wednesday? So it was well worth going to. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It was, no, pretty it much was, was a pilgrimage, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah. in Manchester. We have to come here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't turn us away now. Well, we went on the <laughs> Friday we as we just turned Friday up. sort of early evening, didn't we? Yeah, when and we then just kind of turned we ended up, up back there again on the Saturday after Indie Man. We went back for another quick drink there. Just before you had quite a good experience seeing yeah, yeah, and I, and I have to say, um, one of the one of the beers of the weekend for me wasn't actually at Indie Man. Well, I think it might have been pouring there, but it run out when we went. Um, they had it in Cloudwater Tap Room, which was the Parking Cake Ten yeah. Percent Brown Ale. It's classed as an Imperial Brown Ale. All I know is it's exactly like Parking for those Northern people that like Parking, which is. I don't know, how would you describe it? It's kind of like sort of part Christmas cake, yeah, ginger, spicy cake. Jack, spicy ginger, ginger yeah. spicy. I mean, I love stuff like that. I mean, that's a Christmas beer right there. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I have to say, 10% had a, a third of that and it was 
mind-blowingly good yeah really really good so that that was a standout for me there yeah yeah that was definitely um, yeah. Did you guys sample that at all? Um, the, um, we think we did have a little sample. We had a third between the three of us. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, yeah. But Gee. we did, I think the beer we're going to have actually later on today, we did try the, sort of the West Coast beer, yeah. which we're going to talk about. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really rely on my tasting notes from that. that <laughs> at that point, at that the that point of the night, yeah. 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 the taste buds were pretty wrecked at that stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could say it was enjoyed. It was enjoyed yeah. very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> might have to revisit it again. I, I, yeah, I'm quite <laughs> yeah. keen for that Christmas edition to come out again. <laughs> yeah. The barrel age version, maybe. yeah. So, Cardwater, yeah, super impressed. Uh, also mentioned for like when you're going on the ground floor level, they've got all their merch available. And as a cold, well. cold store. Cold shop. Walk in, yeah, fridge. We, yeah. 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 Uh, so, basically, the, the, I can see what they did there. You, you go into the cold store, fucking hell, it's freezing in here nip back outside buy one of those thick fleeces <laughs> then go back in there and then peruse the fridges but, yes, to, to grab yeah. some cans but the weather that we had in the summer mm. with a heat wave be, imagine yeah. how good it would be in there yeah. well I would just get bring a dead chair in with me and just <laughs> sit in the cold room and drink the cans take a shopping trolley and just yeah. take your time um, so you know I, I love that whole yeah we've got an entire cold room in there great um, selection of the merch in the bit next door all the hoodies t-shirts and all of that kind of stuff and some fantastic little Craftmaster classes yeah. did you see yeah. third of a pint Craftmaster which is just Ooh. so it's like the, it's like, like the top, top of the Craftmaster but like the bottom end just taken away isn't it it's yeah. like this little one. Oh, is that, is that like the ones they were serving the beers in and the upstairs anyway no not those ones no 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 there's one like uh I know this is a podcast, but this is the traditional Craftmaster where basically you've yeah. got the kind of more bulbed kind of top bit and then it kind of almost like straight down to the bottom. It's exactly the same as this, but Just smaller. smaller. Like yeah. it had gone through the... Oh, like from, the mini like, Craftmaster. Yeah, yeah. We had a hot yeah, city. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that yeah. Right. They're beautiful glasses, perfect. Yeah. But um, the ones in the tap room, actually, they serve the beer from is, is the. Is it's the, the, it's, it's also the top the half of the top, half, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which is. Oh, okay. um, which. I know we're coming you, on. You don't remember Steve. <laughs> 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 Not. No. No. The memories of exact glassware, no. <laughs> no. Uh, that's, that's, that's good. That's I fine. think that's forgivable, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'll try the time of the night. Totes. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on. Also, we went to. Anyway. Northern Mont. Tap room, which had only opened the week before, hadn't it? Um, and we met you guys so we were, on the yeah. Friday night, didn't we? So we did. That was one point where we did see you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to say, it was it was pretty rammed. Very busy. Expect. Very yeah. very busy. Very busy. Three or four deep at the bar. Yeah. Um, um, but I did find out that being a, um, a, a I got a few shares in the in Northern Monk when they they ooh. did that thing. Um, I got a little black card, which I wasn't quite sure what it did. And so I kind of waved that around, and they did take a few pence off off my <laughs> off my, uh, off my order. So um, you know that worked well. But um, really enjoyed the. I'd like to go back there a yeah. bit quieter. And when um, they've settled down, because it was only yeah. it was probably only a weekend weekend, weekend, weekend. opening. So yeah. the man weekend, uh, yeah. probably the worst weekend yeah. to kind you, of drop in. Gone. Yeah, but it was um, worth going to. Definitely, uh, did yeah. we we made a mistake. I in retrospect, I think we did. Apparently, the garage takeover was downstairs. Mm. Yeah, there was a downstairs um, bit which, which we, we never didn't even explore got enough. To. We just thought, oh, look, it's really busy. Let's just grab this table. But yeah. Yeah. there was a downstairs, and there was a garage takeover which we kind of missed. bypassed you. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So it's very much like the I don't know if you've been to their place in Leeds, yeah, with the, yeah. the, the, the flax mill. Um, well, it's got, it's got, got that same kind of vibe, hasn't it? A load of exposed brickwork, a very old building, and it's got the same kind of like um, the bit where the taps are, like mm. it's sort of they're on, they're almost like blended into the wall. Yeah, yeah, um, like a slate kind of color um, yeah. background. So yeah, it's very kind clean, of, clinical looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the, the interesting Modern, thing sort of. was the fact they got a couple of cast lines on in there. One of which was three percent striding edge, edge. Was, was on cask. I pretty sure I sampled some of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, interestingly, they had that on cask and keg at the same time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was great to do an AB comparison on that. Mm. I think I preferred the cask actually. Um, and also Taylor landlord on there. Oh yes. Which so is that, is that going to be a permanent line in there? Is that what well, they don't the somewhere? There's going to yeah. be yeah yeah okay. because. Um, Russ, who is the main man there, um, he's not a fan of Taylor Landlord. I tell you, it's classic. I didn't beer. say anything. Classic beer for a reason. You didn't oh, need to. Yeah, when well, he's gesturing at me, and I'm, I'm tempted to argue, but uh, Taylor Landlord. You need a whole other podcast on the whole cask. It's probably like cask. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Keithley, drink it locally. Yeah. Boom. Mm. Great beer. Um, so they rate it that much. To to have a, a tr- what you could call a trendy modern brewery uh, tap room, and then go right. We're having landlord. Landlord. I think that's that's yeah. really cool thing to oh, do. I agree. Um, so that's great because you know it's going to be looked after as well, mm. which is super important. Oh, landlord when it's in tip top. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Mm. But, I mean, you know, going back, <laughs> going back to when when I were we'll a lad. Winning over Charles. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that was one of the hoppiest beers that you could get, along with Hotback Summer Lightning. Yeah. You know, those are the days when everything was brown and twiggy, and things like Landlord. Oh. was a total revelation when you when you drank that but I'm going back 20 years now um, <laughs> but yeah it's still massively popular you go to a Canberra beer festival yeah. Yeah. they normally double up so if they've got one cask of any other Joe Bloggs brewery they've got two of Landlord and it still sells out quicker than anything I, I must admit I do find that slightly odd the whole concept of going to a beer festival and then drinking the beer that you normally drink yeah. is, is slightly bizarre you yeah. know but hey ho um, but again so- the fact that they've got Timmy Taylor's landlord on then permanently I suppose it it covers all bases then doesn't it so if you're out with a bunch of mates and one of them's only will only drink cast then at least I've got something no one of them's your father-in-law you know yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly it's, it's that kind of thing like you know yeah. Or, yeah. or any other me- older member of the family. All right, granddad, they got landlord. You're all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. stick with this impy stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't worry. Yeah. So no, I think that's a cool. Don't thing. want any of this craft nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah but then you can do that by stealth, and just go. Well, why is she drinking? Well, switch their beer, beer for something else. else. Yeah. yeah. Switch their beer, or yeah. Um, it's so just it's keg landlord. That's all. Yeah. Landlord. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you go. Um, so. Yeah, the other the other place we went and checked out, and this this is a favourite of, of mine and Vicky's that when we go to Manchester for gigs and stuff, we'll nip in there. Cafe Beer Moth, which I always struggle to find it. <laughs> yes, um, I really do. Yeah, we were kind yeah, of... Well, um, so did we, funny enough. <laughs> yeah. As we were trying to... day. <laughs> Trying to follow some slightly sketchy directions from, yeah. from a certain. Well, I still say I, I did find it first, but it was not the wrong. It was the wrong beer moth. It was the shop. The shop. Oh, that's right. right. Yes, they've that's got right. their bottle shop. Thank as you, well. Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actual so, beer moth, yeah. the bottle shop. Yeah, yeah, which is great bottle shop. But yeah, yeah, cafe beer moth, an interesting sort of place. It's quite. Um, it's very. It's, it's very sort of high high ceiling kind of. Slightly uh, industrial, slightly the kind of. Anybody. It's in that kind of business sort of area. Business. This is it. It's, like, it's almost like the ground floor of just like an office block, isn't mm. it? Yeah. So it's it's in some ways you could say oh it doesn't have a lot of character, but they keep the beers fantastic. They've got a great cask selection. Huge choice on the menu. Huge choice. Yeah. 
Uh, when we went in there, they had Cantillon on, on tap. What was it, Rosa... Rosa Gambrinus. Rosa Gambrinus, yeah. 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 Um, and then they've, they've yeah, got a mixture you had that, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and yeah, you, had, they, you had a nice cheese board to go with yeah. it. Yeah, they do the meat and cheese platters in those. Well, that was the only, that was the only problem, wasn't it? Because you guys were were hungry, and, and unfortunately, I wasn't, wasn't hungry. But we tried. We tried <laughs> to. You got past it by then. <laughs> we tried to get into Bundabus, but obviously that was yeah. uh, a losing battle really yeah. because the place yeah. was so full. So yeah, lesson learned for any indie man goers: book, book, book your, your dinner. You book your food before. Yeah. You, yeah. You're gonna need it. You're gonna need it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's Bundabus goes without saying. Obviously, great place. We've been there before two or three times. Awesome place. But we couldn't get in for but the money. But we couldn't get in. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up at Beer Moth, and I really like the place. As I say, it's a good mixture of uh, dispense methods, a great space, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it, and the thing is, it's kind of weird. We've been there at loads of different times. We've been there like even after gigs finished, so it's kind of like been about half eleven or something. I think they got a license till midnight or something like that, and it's kind of never absolutely heaving. So you can usually hang around, find yourself a seat, and just kind of chill out and and basically drink some crazy beers, which Vicky certainly did. Yeah. They in there, well, so. I well I started off. We went in there, and I just had the. Um, I went from the sublime to the ridiculous. I started off with a small Citra BBC, which was the cloud water two and a half percent. Yeah, Ooh, that's brilliant. And then, it's uh, great. Beer. Really like that. Yeah. And then I went for. Uh, I thought, hmm, this will be the last beer of the evening. Nightcap. What shall I have? And I went for a beer that was called Seventeen. Percent. No, it was, well, it was ten percent. And when I it didn't really give much away on the board, so I asked the guy what what it was, and he went, "It's an imperial um, mint stout." And I went, "You've just said every single word." That I was Sold. Like, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was one of those classic like you know. So who was it by? Uh, oh, it was by Perennial Artisan Ales. Who I think are from St Louis in the states. Probably I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was like it was like liquid after eight mints. It was it was. I tried it. It was it was one of those beers that. A third is probably enough because yes. not necessarily for the ABV, but just kind of the intensity of flavour yeah. was insane. It was. It, really it was crazy. Beer. Sounds, sounds mental. Yeah. yeah. No, it mental. Is, sounds <laughs> mental. <laughs> <laughs> so it's from, yeah, Saint, is it Saint Louis? Not yeah, Saint Louis, I, is, it? I don't know. is it Saint Louis or Saint Louis? Well, anyway, wherever. I'm yeah, sure yeah, our listeners States. over there will we'll kind of get in touch <laughs> yeah. how to pronounce yeah. it. Yes. Imperial Imperial State Stout and I can't talk now aged on cacao nibs and dried peppermint leaves creating a rich decadent after dinner or dessert beer Ooh. and it really was that mm. was um, that, that, yeah the bit yeah. I tried was just uh, amazing yeah yeah okay. so um, celebrating yeah so um, <laughs> what are we what are we the final final thoughts on the beer that um, there's not much left of um, I think we kind of pretty much covered it I, really, actually. I, track I, I flew through that I really liked it and yes I've got nothing left to share I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. I drank that quicker than the 4% beer which yeah. kind of uh, mm. <laughs> might say something really I was going to say yeah. it says a lot about you or says a lot about the <laughs> beer or I don't know like <laughs> I said I haven't really tried Both much the way of brewed IPA but if that's what I could picture a brew type IPA to be, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's um, one of the better ones that we found. Yeah, I mean, I've had six or seven different kind of brew IPAs now, and this this is up there with mm. the marble one as being yeah. one of the best I've had actually, definitely. Good so time. good, good on track. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Right, third beer of the podcast, and sticking with the Manchester theme, Cardwater. Uh, this is JPA. 
which is uh, a kind of homage to the West Coast IPA style that uh, seems to be coming back into vogue a little bit now. Uh, this is basically uh, a collab uh, with um, Jeff Bagby from Oceanside in California. And uh, it's been brewed to commemorate our dear friend John Paul Cassidy, uh, who is a guy that was involved in the Manchester fashion uh, industry, who sadly passed away in a car accident earlier this year. So this beer from, from uh, that side of things, outside of the actual beer itself, um, some of the profits going from this beer, uh, actually all of the profits going from this beer, will go to support the amazing work of Headway, uh, supporting those affected by brain injury. So um, that's that's an honourable cause to uh, for the, for the profits to go to, um, and yeah, basically it's uh, old school West Coast style IPA, packed full of hot side hops and brewed with a neutral Californian ale yeast. Um, so hop-wise, uh, we're looking at Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, Columbus, Amarillo, and Simcoe. So proper old school, old school cocktail American hops there. <laughs> and um, Cascade Chinook. Yeah, yeast is WLP 001, and uh, bittering hops is Pilgrim uh, CO2 and uh, Alpha Extract as well. And the malts are Halcyon wheat and caramalt. Seven percent, four forty ml can. Um, what do we think? What do we think? Nice artwork on the can, by the way, as well. Yeah, yeah. Picture of the yeah. man himself. He was, yeah. incidentally, from what I've heard, was a key figure in sort of the early sort of years, really, of the craft beer scene in Manchester. So, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, so. a worthy cause. Yeah. I um, I particularly like this beer. Yeah, it's, like, it's really like different, beer. isn't it? I mean, from what we're used to from Cloudwater. It's nice um, taking you back down your memory lane, down your beer journey. I mean, it's almost like pills and a clear, isn't it? I mean, it is so clear. It's one of those. Yeah, hold the glass up. You go. Oh yeah, I can see right through that. I mean, even some West Coast beers have a have a, have a slight haze. Yeah, no, this, this is, is clear. Clear. this is absolutely clear. Slightly uh, golden amber colour. Yeah, golden amber. Yeah, light golden amber. Don't you talk and about yeah. an ale. You've used finings on this. <laughs> it's not vegan friendly. Mm. Mm. But it is. It is. Yeah. So well, there's obviously they cleared it through. Um, Maybe uh, filtration. Uh, Have they got a centrifuge? I don't know. Uh, that could well be doing. the case. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can. You, you stuff will drop out of um, out of the brew in time. Just a lot mm. of breweries for for you know time saving. They'll they'll find it and yeah. drop, drop the protein and the. Um, but I bet the amount they probably got the gravity quite low. The final gravity mm-hmm. have been quite low on this beer. Yeah. I imagine to get it a bit drier, which yeah. is got that dryness. What you might expect. Do you know what? Um, it's got a dryness that isn't a million miles away from Brute IPA. Yeah. It is quite a dry finish. It's very it? crisp. It's quite. It's just very clean, crisp, and I think pretty well done, really. Um, mm. It's got great um, carbonation, actually. It's quite evanescent in your mouth. Mm. Yeah. Initially, for you me, so we, I was saying earlier about, really oh, maybe I'm getting more used to hops, because what was that first beer we had? And I was like, oh, that wasn't oh, that marble. Yeah. marble. That the, the, my initial taste on that if I'd have just had a sip of that and would have been like what, would I have any more I'd have gone oh no that's too bitter and too hoppy for me I am now the more I'm drinking of it I'm getting more used mm. to it but it is still a little bit too mm, it's, yeah. it's kind it's, of dry bitterness it's quite bitter yeah. Yeah. But for me yeah. it doesn't it doesn't taste aggress- as aggressively hopped as maybe you might expect from someone like Gladwater it's quite um it's got bitterness mm. from the hops um but it's not it's not what you call a, a palate wrecker in terms of bitterness no and i suppose this comes down to other the factors like when they put the hops into the brew mm. um you can get much this, more of a bitter smack from a lesser amount of hops if you 
put them in earlier on. So again, so it says here. So they, again, they're using a lot of the, the hops in the hot side. Yeah, um, which will give you your business to ice, yeah. isomerize. Um, um, yeah. Is that what that means? Hot side hops. So yeah, so it's in the boil. Boil rather than the dry hopping. Rather than like flame out or during active fermentation or even in the fermentation process itself or you know so this is just point out by Simon here it's actually the dry hopping intensity is actually quite low on this compared to yeah. some of their other yeah. IPAs it's it only t- got 10, 10 grams a litre yeah. so a lot of Cloudwater IPAs have typically been around about 20 plus really for some of their, their IPAs of this strength mm. so actually it's quite that quite ties to what you're saying about you know not yeah. having it too much of a so it's so overload, as we yeah. know with West Coast IPAs, it's all about bitterness um, mm. more so than the fruity esters that you would get or the fruity fruitiness from the hops. So um, yeah, I think this is proper old school, isn't it? Proper old school West Coast mm. IPA. It's I thought you'd appreciate it because it, it really mm. is a you know it's, a, it's an homage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think they've done a really good job of it. I. I so would you not want to obviously nitpicking because it's still a really good beer? But would you want any more bitterness in that in that taste or? No, no more. No more. Not no. for but me I, either. No, no, I, no, I like my beer bitter. And, mm. um, that's fine for me. Yeah, I'll yeah. quite happily um, quaff that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I could quite happily have it dialed down slightly on the bitterness, and no. so I definitely wouldn't want any more bitterness. But, uh, no. This is why you need to go east a little bit more. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And this is why the central style is good. Yeah. Why yeah. can't you blur the lines between this yeah. and then the neatness mm. we've been drinking? Because for me, my taste, I'm not big on the on the New England styles. Mm. I just find them gen- generally a bit. You know, lacking business, slightly sweet. Some of the I like that about the New England style, though. I like the sweetness because I've got a sweet tooth, <clears> and I, I like the low bitterness. Um, I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd find this style of beer easy to drink a bit more of, if that makes sense. Mm. N- not session, because you're never a session of seven percent beer. But <laughs> no, <laughs> well, you, well. <laughs> maybe you can try. You can try, but. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. we go recent years, I think. But I think it's it's yeah, as you said, you wouldn't. Sometimes with some of the New England beers, you can get a little bit fatigued. Mm. Oh, yeah, fatigued by how sweet and how full some of those beers. You've had be. it soon, soon. You know, starts falling behind, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, right. So bringing things a little bit more local again now. Um, obviously, um, it's been all over Twitter and stuff like that. They've got a real amount of coverage. Uh, Pint shop the third in the small chain of uh, what you could probably call gastro pubs has opened up in Birmingham now, uh, next door to the Welly, the institution hey. on Bennett's Hill for yeah. your cask beers and that kind of thing. Um, so they're next door to there, and um, Vicky and I went for lunch there a couple of weeks ago, or a week yeah, ago, something week like that. And had, yeah, it was really, really good. So basically, um, you've got three three floors to the place. It's, a, it's an old building that they've done out really nicely, spent a lot of money on it. So on the ground floor, you've got a, a bar that is pretty much long bar, um, good cast, they've got about six cast beers on and about at least a dozen or more um, keg lines on. And basically down, whilst you're down there, um, you can just sit and have a drink and they serve up bar snacks. If you book for eating there, you basically book a table up on the first floor and it's a proper kind of restaurant kind of vibe there. Uh, but obviously you get all the same beers that, that you would do downstairs. So yeah, we basically um, booked him for lunch one Sunday afternoon and um, we didn't go for a roast, although they do do the full Sunday roast kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, uh, what did we what did we have to, what did you have to eat? So I had 
said, I just have some beets or something for a starter, and then um, they were doing like a. <laughs> some beets. So I had some beets. Yes. Yeah. Was it like dubstep yeah. or drum and bass or house? Or, or, or some headphones. Um, or, sponsored yeah. by Dr. Dre. It sounds like a, a, a Beatty Man concert. You know, just mix up a salad of, you know, no, it was beets. Beery Man. So um, you're mixing Beary your man, beets. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Beats my beets. Mixing your beets. Beet root. Beet matching. Beet root. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a selection of five beef fruits. A selection of five beef fruits and cheese. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, they do some flatbreads. They do. Was it like a wrap? This is a beer podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to. Is it applause, beer or music? Yeah, is, is it beer or music? Is it beer or music? <laughs> is it beer or food? Blah blah blah. Um, anyway, but yes. <laughs> yeah, we we each had we each yeah. had like some like flatbread thingies. Uh, I had a beef brisket one and. Um, and you went for the what do you call it? One did you say? Tandoori. Yeah, um, the food is great. Basically, the food is great. But and, um, what about the beer? The beer is also great. Um, or is it? Sorry, because I don't really know much about the pint shop or, or the brand. Is it uh, a gastro food where they're emphasising food and beer separately, or, or do they do beer and food pairings? It's up to yourself to kind of choose what beers you want. I, yeah. They are definitely beery enough I, I know there's places that are kind of like a gastropod that has a couple of good beers on this is definitely as much focus on the beer as it is the food because yeah. like for example we nipped in Friday before we went to a gig in Brom and there was a De Molin tap takeover uh, and the guy from De Molin was was actually there and wow. there must have been like maybe 10 or so of their beers on so they are super serious about serious the beer yeah. and, and also some of the beers that were on is staff from Pint Shop I've uh, done collab brews with Dig Brew Co and Burning Soul, and they oh, were some okay. of the beers at once. So You've got the whole team involved. And Demolin, yeah. Demolin. So there's a, there's, yeah. a beer, is it, yeah. there's a beer called Pint Shop Material. I think was that Burning Soul that did that. I'm sure. Yes, I think I had that one actually. Yeah, um, uh, which is a riff on um, the streets, isn't it? Original pirate, pirate material. material. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that's a Burning Soul. It's at six point seven cent New England IPA. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Really good. So yeah. Food is great. I mean, kind of a classic example of, of the way that the food does go with the beer, though, is that I had like a chocolate dessert and I actually had the Buxton Extra Stout, which funnily oh, talked wow. about earlier, Fantastic. to go with it. Awesome pairing. Perfect. Absolutely awesome. Um, service was great. Um, there was a slight error with the your first beer brought yeah, out, Yeah, because I asked for... There was there was a cask. I asked for one of the cask beers originally, and initially, and I asked for a half as I normally always do, and it came out with a pint. Mm-hmm. They'd almost got that whole thing of like, well, if we're serving it from a cask, it must be a pint, pint you know. Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever orders half oh. a cask beer, surely, you know. Um, but well, yeah, that yeah. was quickly rectified. So yeah. So just minor so teething problems then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's like, cool. And uh, to be fair, you ordered a half. It was rectified pint. straight away, wasn't it? I'd yeah. be yeah. happy. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a part of me that was just like. Do I just, yeah, not yeah. Order, you know. Only order So it sounds like they're quite invested in kind of having good beery events. I mean, and you mentioned yeah. the Demolin thing, but I've just yeah. looked on Untapped and they've got um, an event coming up with Five Points on the 7th of November, ah, which right. is a release of a new juicy pale ale called Juper. And that right. could be one to look yeah. out for. No, absolutely. I, I think, yeah. you know, that it proves they're taking it seriously. And the one thing that does bug me, and this was talked a bit about on Twitter recently as well, is that, like, if you go to a restaurant for a, a nice meal out, which, you know, we all do from time to time, maybe a couple of times a year, birthday meal or Christmas meal or something like that, if you want great food, you inevitably end up somewhere 
that actually has no clue what beer is about. Mm. And they're like, well, yeah. what do you want? And they're like, well, actually, no, I'm about beer. What beers you got? Oh, Old Speckled Hen? Get in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's, so, it's so refreshing to go somewhere like this that is yeah. a, a serious about beer. And let's be honest, I know we're not talking about other kinds of alcohol on this podcast, but just for anybody into it, they've got over 100 gins as well. Okay. You know, so a total gin fest as and well. Keep the whole family. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Which is what they should do as a, if they're predominantly a restaurant. They yeah. should be trying and, to cater to... And there is that little bit of like... So I suppose that most of us that like the more of the craft beer scene, we're kind of like obviously more about the beer than we are about the food. And then any food is almost like you just want your cheap... Um, burgers or your American style chicken wings or something like that this is kind of the craft beer and it's it is definitely more of the gastro pubby yeah it's only if you go upstairs to eat it's more of the gastro pub kind of vibe so it it's it's bordering on it's not expensive but it's not cheap it's kind of that you know you have to be a bit careful especially then when you've um with your beers can be Mm. expensive as well so it can get a little bit of an expensive yeah you probably wouldn't eat that once a week um, but, well, sounds, we, but, we, we, but equally, because they then obviously do the bar snacks downstairs, <laughs> that they're not. You can go and a few beers and yeah. have an Exactly, I mean, everybody's losing exactly. their shit exactly. about the Scotch eggs that they're doing there. I've seen pictures all over Twitter about them, and they are absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. I, I, as a starter, I actually had, they do two versions of the Scotch egg. I had an onion bargy Scotch egg, oh, which wow. basically means instead of the meat around it, it's like. You know, onion bhaji mm. uh, kind of thing, and that was fantastic. Mm. the The normal one that they do is um, like pork, pork and fennel, and fennel. Um, which match made in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I can't recommend them enough, really. Um, I would say the only direct competition to Pint Shop in Brum is Pure Bar, which again does that kind yeah, of thing okay. yeah quite serious about food yeah but their their beer menu is a little bit restricted obviously owned by purity so mm. you get all the purity beers in there they never seem to change much you, but you wouldn't compare that to say original patty men for example oh, oh no no well about well, kind of yeah. the, the burgers and the yeah. Yeah. american style yeah. yeah sort of food really yeah so, exactly so it's, for me kildra and original patty men are more you're kind of like that's your typical you're going there for the beer and you need some food and you want it to be okay but you you know you're not after kind of a, it, it's, a it, proper full-on as good as it food. is it, it's still a yeah. burger isn't it yeah it's, exactly yeah absolutely although they are the best burgers in the midlands yeah um, pine shop is more it's almost more you want to go out for something nice to eat like simon just said but, but obviously, if wine. you're yeah, if you're not a wine yeah. or, or a macro beer, beer, yeah. or a yeah. macro beer yeah. drinker, you're going then to have some. Mm. You're also getting some good beer. So here's here's the thing. I might be controversial here, but does the, the name Pine Shop? Do you not mm. think that's a little bit misleading? Because it sounds to me like this is very much a food place with great beer mm. on the on the no, side. No, I would dispute that. Okay. I would say you go upstairs. It's a food place. Right. You stay in the bar, which we went back again on Friday, and it was rammed. Yeah. Um, of people just drinking. A lot of people yeah. there drinking pints, and it does both. Okay. And that's that's the thing; it's doing both and yeah. doing both well. I'm only really saying because I've not been there. No, no, so no exactly. Yeah. The um, main thing is from a, a restaurant or a pub, if they're doing what they set out to do well, people will go there for that, irrespective of the name of the yeah. you know, the title. The comparison I've been trying to make with what you've been saying, because I haven't had much experience of you know real craft beer and food places out, you know, all in one place. But there's one not so far from us, which in the title has food and beer mentioned. 
Oh right, oh, but yeah. the beer the beer's disappointing, would you not yeah. all agree? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. the title doesn't really matter, I don't think, mm. because uh, I think it's just more of an observation. Well. No, no, no what, I, I get what you're saying. Because pint of. shop kind of implies this is just a place all about beer. This is about beer with, about with, with, with some kind of food on the side kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas no, the, from what you're saying, it's very much a high quality food, high quality yeah. beer. But they're doing both really well, yeah. which yeah. is good to hear. So a yeah. good addition to the scene, by the same. Oh, yeah. totally, yeah. totally yeah. a good addition yeah. to the so scene. We have so, to be yeah. one on the list to visit, I think. Next yeah. So from my point of view, they open on uh, weekdays. Or is it just, yep. Yeah, weekdays. Yeah. Okay, open all the time. Because sometimes I rely on places that are open on you know Mondays. <laughs> yeah. No, they're open Mondays. They're yeah. open Mondays. Yeah. I'm yeah, right thinking there's, there's a few in the trade yourself. Yeah, you. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. damn it, I can't. Mondays my weekend. Yeah. And I'm right thinking there's a, a couple pint shops already. In yeah, there's Cambridge and Oxford. Oh, right, we've okay. been to Oxford a couple of times. We've ended up going in there when um, we took the day off, haven't we? Yeah. And, and we've we. It was interesting because we went into the Oxford one at the start of the year and had had a pint, uh, had a pint, bite to eat, and pint <laughs> a pint, pint a pint, no pint. A pint. And it was really quiet. Yeah. So quiet that I thought I can't believe these guys are going to stay open. You know, but then that was like probably a Friday lunchtime or a Monday lunchtime or something like that. I can't remember what day it was we went now, but it was so quiet. I was like, mm, I can't believe these guys are going to open in Brum because I think at the time we knew that they were planning on doing that. Well, but again, a, I think it was first week of Jan as well. Yeah, that's where, true. Yeah, where nothing happens. Exactly, and nothing happens before four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. From what you're saying, it, it almost sounds a little bit like the the wild beer. Places like Jessup's yes, House. Jessup's you know what? House. That's a fantastic which uh, comparison. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm a massive fan of, and I've yeah. been there a lot when I've been working yeah. that way. So, mm. uh, when and when you're working that way, <laughs> <laughs> when I was working that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's a, a very very good comparison. Actually, it's it's that same thing. Focus on high quality food. Really great naming service. the food. Yeah, yeah and um, naming the beer. Obviously. And the rest will work out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I'd say it's very much of that ilk. Um, but a place that you, if you go into at certain times of the day, you'd be thinking, well, this is yeah. pretty quiet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just quiet, yeah. yeah but, but in the evenings and things, the weekends, I'm sure it, I'm sure it more, than, more than makes up for that. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, we could do one in close to, close to home. I think. I think Leamington would be a perfect location for another <laughs> pint shop, but, um, you know, it's mm. an affluent town. People like to eat good food. Come on, guys. Yeah, Make it happen. Sort it out. Make um, it happen. So, in other news, and let's... We're going local now. We're going local. We're going local, although we've just been local. We're, we're staying, staying local. We're staying local. This, this, is, this is West Midlands news, not East Midlands news. Just a shout out to men behaving badly who... Uh, <laughs> Get off who kind patch. Of, who, who, yeah, basically <laughs> wanders off their East Midlands patch in their latest uh, podcast. Um, that's okay, guys. Called us out. They called us out. They called us out, but, you know, it's okay. We're not heading into LE postcodes, but... You know, just watch it. Don't you come over into CBB postcodes because we're all about the West Midlands here. So basically, we're talking about Glasshouse Brewery. Um, we've talked yeah. about them before. We talked about them loads. We had high expectations. We love them. Yeah, the beer is now available. Um, Josh has now got his uh, kit set up and we're brewing on the full-size kit. And basically, the first three beers are now available. Uh, I've had two of the three. Um, so same. I think we probably yeah, all have. Likewise, actually, yeah. what's, what's the third one? The third one is Session, session MC. Session MC, which is I think a three point nine percent session. Which ale. Josh allegedly saying that this could be a core beer 
with how well it's been received already. Oh, so okay. the first core bid potentially, but yeah. Sorry, so, so the other two aren't core beers because they're pretty pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess they're just, but they're more maybe more experimental beers. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the, the ones that've been out so far was Single Pain, which is a six point three percent. But it was Vixie Crypt. Yeah, but was that not the one that was version two, or was that no, so no, so fresh and clean, clean, fresh and clean version two, which is the four point nine percent. Can't remember what it's hot with now. No pass. Um, but um, I think we've all had them. I think you guys tried them uh, on the way back from IndieMan, didn't you? You went, went to Clink, Clink and I had them. What, they, what? Based on a recommendation from somebody we were actually sat next to on the train back from IndieMan. <laughs> right. <laughs> really? Also, yeah, who'd just been to the festival and um, said, where are you going next? We said, not sure, possibly Birmingham. Well, make sure you go to Clink because both of the new Glasshouse beers are on tap. Right, yeah. that's where we're going. We didn't yeah. need uh, asking twice. We, were there. We, no. we went, made a beeline straight for Clink. Yeah. Um, so that was cool to see. And, and then uh, the next day, I think it was on the Warwick Trader. Right? And then our local bottle yeah. shop then had it on. Yeah, that's right. Great. Yeah, Sean went over to um, to Glass House and picked up a key keg. Of Himself? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went over there and got it because, uh, as he said to me, he said, I, I wanted to be the place in Warwickshire that, that gets Glass House beers on. And for our um, listeners, that's why it's so good to be a resident of Warwick. Our local beer shop owner will do that for us. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it was on, and it went bloody quick, didn't it? It did go quick. Um, it went really so quick. So, I yeah. think that's yeah. it, isn't it? It's like, so, there has been all this hype about Glass House. Locally, within the Midlands Locally, and the yeah. Brom scene, definitely. Well, certainly within the West Midlands. Yeah. No, west, not the East Midlands, the West Midlands. The West Midlands. <laughs> greater, greater Birmingham. <laughs> the Greater Birmingham area. But yeah. then... Hashtag Midlands Massive. Yeah. Now he's finally gone from small, small, you know, up to the big kit and he can do the mass distribution. Has it been worth the hype? Has it been worth the wait and is it worth the hype? I think so, personally. Yes. Uh, I think the, yes. beers, the beers that I tried... Um, we both agreed we're fantastically on point yeah. um, very much up there with, with what we're seeing with some of the more renowned hoppy brewers in, in the UK so if that's a sign of things to come yeah. then all good yeah. so uh, up there with the JPA that we're drinking now totally different I mean I don't I don't know if Josh has brewed any West Coast beers yet I think I don't know if it's just sort of the New England style we've been seeing a lot of juice come out of Sturchley. Um but I think yeah believe the hype I do, and and this this is heartening because you know I I wanted to believe that the the, the actual product was going to be as good as we'd hoped because basically prior to this we tried some uh, glass house stuff that's been brewed in small batch and it's sporadically appeared, hasn't it? If mm. you went to Cotteridge, it might have been on tap. If you went to Clink, you might have got lucky. But even when it's been at Cotteridge or Clink, it's normally only been on for a couple of days. So yeah. You have to be at the right place, yeah. right yeah. time. To yeah. get you really it. have to catch. Or it. you've had it Whereas, brewed with another brewery and it's not wholly his own thing and it's not yeah there was a collab with Tristy Barrel wasn't there which I yeah and he did a collab with Dea uh, Mm. as well which was uh, momentary bliss I think the first time he's done it with his own literally his own merit you can only criticise this and the good thing is it's it's gone straight out to all the local kind of establishments really so it's gone to Clink it's gone to Cottage Wines it's gone to um you know, tilt and places like that. So, uh, crafting in Shirley, crafting yeah. and, so. and like we were saying, Warwick Real Ale that lasted didn't even last a week, did it? There, no, no. But Sean, yeah. you could tell obviously because it was mainly stuck within that sort of Birmingham catchment area. Yeah, to actually see it in Warwick was actually yeah. quite quite cool yeah. because yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it shows Warwick before Leamington. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been the case. Yeah, we're we're not that means it's going to be selling that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, neg- no negativity on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there yeah. you go. So yeah, big, big, uh, big thumbs up from all of us for for what Glasshouse are doing now. Um, and then uh, another kind of mysterious kind of thing. There's been some tweets going around uh, from Cottage Wines about the Birmingham Beer Project. Yeah. What's this all about then? It is something that's kind of under wraps a little bit still. Um, but all we know is that there is going to be some collaborative breweries involved. Um, we've seen so far on on the social media that Burning Soul, Tiny Rebel, Cloudwater, Demolin, Otter's Tears, but that's more in terms of distribution, mm-hmm. Magic Rock, Lucid Brewing and Glasshouse. All we know is that from what I've heard, the little information I've heard, we're going to be seeing some, some unique beers in... In a, in a small number of locations mm. involving these breweries, mm. um, so whether it's sharing of of ingredients or whether it's a sharing, you know, I, I don't know. I actually Sounds don't know any more than that really. Yeah. But so, but hashtag Birmingham Beer Project. Follow yep. on social media. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other one is not necessarily uh, local, um, but interestingly, as people may have seen, Siren have now started crowdfunding. Um, yet another crowdfunder yet another crowdfunder are we getting crowdfunding fatigue don't know yet we shall see um, what the are they crowdfunding for well canning, canning line they want absolute state of the art canning line because obviously Siren don't can anything at the moment Siren do pretty well I thought I thought if any brewery well, the, raise the, their own the, revenue it would be Siren the point they, well yeah the point they're, pretty, they're pretty out there I mean they're pretty mainstream now aren't they yeah the point is that I think that what they've really kind of suggested in this crowdfunding kind of venture is that they want to really go for the best possible canning line that they can mm-hmm. to okay. um, basically recreate what they're doing in bottles currently because yeah. they said at the moment if they if they go for anything substandard the oh, quality yeah, is going to be worse than the bottles no. so they want the state of the art I see perhaps Simon would do well to not can bottle that you can only drink their beer you know fresh off a, off a keg or a cask uh, I just small, don't think that small pack is such a big thing now it really is I know Siren si aren't in the supermarkets and stuff yet but I think small pack is, is a big big thing mm-hmm. um, and so is this, now that that's the way to go we, we have to have our beers in the supermarket and almost the things we hated about the macros now what we want from the micros is, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting but if you live in kind of middle of nowhere and you have no local bottle shop you have no good place the supermarkets are your saviour mm. you know the fact now and is you, know, you can go yeah. to Waitrose although you know they're not exactly the most prominent uh, well M&S you can get McKellar well M&S sure. you can get McKellar Tesco you know, Tesco you get kind yeah. of I love, love and hate by um, vocation mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't know. I know we've mentioned yeah. crazy crazy beer for it, us it, absolutely sorry I'm digressing no 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 totally with you on that one to get a, a New England IPA like that in yeah. Tesco's what? Three pounds of can as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It is. So I don't know where they're going with this. Whether it's kind of like let's fund the best uh, canning line we can get, which there's a lot of parallels here with Thornbridge, who who famously have stayed in bottles for ages, and Thornbridge have now just started canning. Although interestingly, they are currently using Four Pure to can their beers for them but they are going to be investing in a, in a canning mm. line and again they had huge concerns about oxygen pickup in cans and can it be better than our state of the art bottling line blah 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 anyway that's what Siren are doing they're crowdfunding of the interest possibly to us is the fact that if they raise enough they're mm. looking at opening two tap rooms again no idea where they're going to be <coughs> hashtag Levington 
if only. If only. Um, in the Warwick. Oh, Warwick, yeah. Oh, that little market town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, being macro of the West Midlands. Yeah. Um, this Lots has already these. been covered on Beer O'Clock Show, where those guys interestingly said, oh, I wonder if they'd open a tap room in Birmingham. Um, because obviously Siren have got a tie-in with the original Patty Man. They've got several tied lines in at Patty Man. And it's an it's... interesting one to go to somewhere that isn't as contested as you know they're basically on the M4 corridor uh, mm. in Finchamstead you, so yeah. you're looking yeah. at Reading London or move back the way across to Bristol perhaps because there's a lot of competition in those places Birmingham you, you, I think is a is a no brainer really yeah it's time. absolutely right for, for something like that whereas if they, you've got to almost forget the north now for them or for perhaps for any kind of brewery outside of outside of the, the north is the so north strong and so strong yeah. Leeds and Manchester are pretty much pretty well catered for at the minute yeah, as we've yeah. seen in Manchester Definitely. a few weeks ago at Indyman and, but you know you look at something like Birmingham it's easy access it's it's there's space to yeah. put them in um, London's a growing scene there which means it's even more of an attractive venture for somebody because there's already mm. I mean you've got and the head scene there now which yeah. shows that it you know, shot, Birmingham is Thornbridge opening up yeah and Siren's is that too much competition no, sometimes I think if you've got a lot of not competition, it's it's, it's like friendly, healthy, it's healthy, healthy mm. collaboration, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, it almost makes Birmingham a place for people to go for a beer. Yeah, you know, we're not going to go if we go. We don't want to go to one pub for no, all day, are we? Yeah. We're not going to hop on a train. If we go to Birmingham. We can to go, go to X, Y, Z, A, yeah. B, and C. Yeah. and yeah. now we can go to you know Gamma Ray. That wasn't the intentional. Dig, but you know, that's all gone very quiet. Oh, especially, <laughs> especially Greek letter, but I don't know. I said Gamma and Ray just came out. Gamma Roy, it's Gamma yeah. Roy. Um, <laughs> enough for the macro. Um, so yeah, so that that's pretty much in, it'd be interesting to see what develops out of this and where they do mm. end up opening a tap room. Um, I mean, I, I love what they're doing. Um, and also, you know, these are consistent, they're bruiser, they're consistent, yeah, absolutely. And they, they kind of they, mm. they, they do something for everybody, really. Their cask is super strong, yeah. and equally, uh, just last week, we were in at the old post office drinking Hawaiian Shake, a lactose milkshake yeah. IPA, which was just amazingly good. Yeah, thanks, and I missed three, that. I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three yeah. weeks ago, they've got the Camera Championship Beer of Britain, yeah. which is Broken a, Dream, a barrel aged, yeah. you know, uh, milk style. Yeah, and there's two crazy things about that sentence. A, that Camera picked a barrel aged milk style as their <laughs> yes. Championship Beer of Britain, and also it was made by a brewery that predominantly sells stuff in keg. Yeah, yeah. so. You know, yeah. I've got a lot of time for Siren because because they do things like uh, we already had it on a previous podcast. Actually, they've already done a brute IPA. Was it Hop Hop Fizz? Mm. Um, you know, and and stuff like that, and trying styles like a, a kind of milkshake IPA. Really, you know, yeah. big, big the dry hot lager Santo was really good earlier in the year. Well, there's and the again for me yeah. the Hawaiian shake. I was just like that. Probably is my be my beer of the month. Really, yeah. This month. And I remember Hashtag new section of the show. Yeah, um, yeah. But, beer I remember, of the month. but remember last year when they did the barista series. What was the um, cold oh, crema? Oh, the crema. That, oh. that was the year before because that's like an annual yeah. thing, isn't it? Where they do the coffee influenced ones. That crema, I that was like a white coffee style. Yeah, drunk forever. I was yeah. just like, it was almost one of those where I could have, you know just as soon as some came into a shop or whatever I'd I want like, a slab of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. keep it but uh, yeah. good stuff yeah so yeah. no I always um, 
you know, there'll always be a little bit hit and miss, but I'm always happy with Siren. I'm thinking most of the time I'm going to get a good... Yeah, to get a Siren bar in Birmingham would, would be pretty pretty cool, actually. Come on, guys, make it happen. Make it happen. Make yeah. it happen. Well, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm happy to put money into it if that was going to happen, but if you're going to open up in London or, you know wherever else then maybe not well I'm happy for you to put money into it too yeah, yeah. so there you go um, we seem to be running out of beer again I think it's time for another beer so right we're on to our fourth beer now and uh, this is a bottle of beer from Track uh, with no label on it so, so what's the story this, this is officially a mystery beer right we have no idea what this beer is yeah. it was in an unlabeled bottle with a Track bottle top on, on the bottle um the story behind it, we when we left Cloudwater, um, the three of us, we ended up at Track, the, the Track Brewing uh, Company tap room, which is in the Arch, very close to the barrel store. Yeah, yeah, behind Piccadilly um, Station, yeah. We had a few beers, I bought a few takeouts, and lo and behold, uh, we were offered, or I was offered, um, one of this, this unlabeled bottle. I think we might have been told what it was, but at that point in the night, we had quite a few yeah. beers and I don't really remember what it was exactly. I'd like to think that they just said here you go here's a mystery beer in my memory that seems more perfect but <laughs> it left us with that mystery and said off you go guys have a great night have a beer on us you'll remember this you don't know what it is. yeah well uh, it's, we'll get you talking but we've actually so we poured it out and straight away it's definitely an IPA yep there's, there's it's fruity isn't it fruity hazy, fruity IPA yeah but it's um, it's sort of an interesting concept the mystery beer sort of Shout out to kind of Rob Hopzine and um, Jayco Beer have been doing a bit of a, a YouTube mystery beer thing mm-hmm. series at the minute where they send each other wrapped cans or bottles and they have to guess what it, the ABV, guess the It's all the about style. taking your preconceptions away, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's there's definitely got to be some Simcoe mosaic in it. It's quite dank. There's some berry notes in it. Yeah. Um, ABV, I'm not sure about ABV. Mm. I reckon about maybe six. Six, six or seven. Yeah, I'd say about I six don't think it's a double IPA. I'd say it's oh, lower yeah. for me. Could yeah. be. Really? Could yeah. Be, yeah, it could be. Just, only because from the body. I just think it's it quite thin, thin, and I think it would probably be a low ABV. It's not shouting a boost. Although, actually, I mean, it's bigger it than the table. It smell quite boozy. Mm. So, yeah, maybe you're quite right. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, six, let's maybe. say this right now. This is not Sonoma. <laughs> this is not an un- unlabeled bottle of Sonoma, so we know that. No, no, we're glad about that. Um, it's perfect drink, very pleasant. So, so anyone from track that wants to get in touch with this, <laughs> yeah, and, and tell us <laughs> the, the, what the hell this beer is, the drunk um, dude at the end of the night that picked Friday. it up on what was it, the Friday of Indie Man, yeah. <laughs> Friday of Indie Man, last, you know, the, yeah, the final so people done, in town. <laughs> so this was, yeah, you'd done all of Indie Man, a day of Indie Man. Then we'd seen you at Northern Monk. Then we'd seen you at Beer Moth. Then you went so, to Cloudwater. Then you went to Cloudwater. And then you ended up a track. And then ended up a track. <laughs> so you can now kind of, yeah. Understand why. Understand the situation. This didn't have a label on you, just linked it off or anything, did it? <laughs> no, no, it's definitely, definitely a blank white label. Wow, white label, yeah. It's mm. like a promotional bottle, yeah. yeah. They may or may not have told you what it was, but you can't remember. Mm. Well, it's worse, who's, who's to even say that track even brewed it? You know? Yeah. We were getting well, it in track, you know, it doesn't mean that they made it. had a track yeah, bottle. Got, got a bottle. One of their caps on the top. One of their friends just came and did a, you know, homebrew day. Yeah. Made this. Could have been. Yeah, that's true. It could have been homebrew. I mean, it's a pretty decent beer, though. It's a pretty decent beer. I like like what Track are doing. Obviously, earlier we had their Brute IPA. um, And uh, it's a nice little space there. Um, 
tap room under under the arch there, just mm. sit amongst the FVs and drink some beers. Um, good little place. It's nice. It's fit because um, it is so, so young in there. I hope in their 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 growth and evolving. Mm. It, you know, it is the tap room. Literally, is their brewery. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you really do so, feel a part of the brewery, and yeah. you go and sit yeah. in there because very raw, which is yeah. good. You know, you feel. I think I think we were literally sat next to a fermenter that was bubbling. There was oh, it was getting crazy. A, a pipe, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> literally, it was going mental. Wasn't I wonder it? what was in that. Nice. That was nice beer. Bubbling nicely, yeah. Um, but it's a nice little space. We've been in once before. Um, yeah. If I remember rightly, certainly when we went in, there was like a ping pong table that people were were playing on. Um, there might have been stack on a plate. It was late in the evening. Yeah, there might have been. You can't remember. So there was a fridge. So we got a few takeaways from there, which was yeah. Yeah. I think that's what is that what finished us off at the end of the night it was probably the end we eventually had the nightcap beer in the hotel and well, we had um, Sonoma, Sonoma on cask we yeah. had in there mm. um, well, plus they had a few new sort of new IPAs on as well so yeah it was uh, it was a good end good end to a great day really. yeah. yeah and then you did it all over again on the Saturday yeah, <laughs> it was so. sleep eat and repeat this is yeah. a good thing about doing uh, Indie Man two days in a row is uh, I mean unless you drink a lot every day you know one session at Indie Man is quite a lot to, to deal with mm. unless you've been the day before mm. and then it seems really easy you drink as many as you like yeah you've been the day before you build up an immunity you do yeah <laughs> so, so if you want to get your money's away from Indie Man go for two, two days two days yeah and the first day take your, take it easy the second day just, just while we're on the subject of Indie Man actually um do you think it works well with the token system or do you think it should be the kind of all-in which is a big debate these days anyway? Yeah, I, I think it makes things better. It's better, if, I'm thinking from a events management point of view, yeah. from their point of view, it's clearly far better, far easier to control and manage. Which What do you mean? Effectively the, bring the token, having tokens. It makes it safer and more cost-effective for them to deal with. They haven't got to have I would have thought, of people I, dealing with money. I would have thought the all-in-one ticket would be more... Um, oh, I see. I, I thought you were saying compared to using cash. No, no, no. no. Right. Um, tokens versus all-in-one. You know, like Beaverex is... You pay, <laughs> so you, you uh, pay, you pay a, a higher figure yeah. and you get all your beer included. No, I, I still think that's the right thing to do. Although, it's, in that respect, it's a little bit more hassle for them to do that. Mm. They yeah. manage tokens. But mm. you know, some drink, people yeah. don't drink... Exactly, yeah in the same way as others do you know some people genetically are more predisposed to be able to drink you know three pints of dipper mm. you know whereas some people just won't and why should they have to pay the same amount as the person it's, gonna get, it's know, a contentious kind of point really I mean just looking at the, the we've still got the Indie Man brochure here or whatever the one thing I think is great is the fact that um, they will buy back unused tokens. So yeah. if you're a bit over ambitious and you go, you know, I've got three tokens here, you don't, you don't want to think, oh god, I can't use them. Um, well, the fact that they would three. buy them back, yeah. not for face value, it was a, maybe ten percent less or yeah. something like that, which is fair. Yeah. The other thing is, obviously, the pours were one third pours. So no matter what beer you had, you could have a third of a table beer or a third of a, of an impy stout yeah. or something like that. Fourteen percent beer. Yeah. Um, so the thing is but that is actually the same then as the unlimited pour all in price where basically you pay your money hmm. you have 100 mil pours of anything you want so who's going to drink low ABV beers mm. then people are like I want value for money I'm going to go and drink and that's the problem that is the problem with yeah. the all in ticket I think is, is yeah. Yeah. We, it, I think we've mentioned in previous podcasts and that. Yeah. I know there's been Beer O'Clock have done a podcast on with that as a subject and yeah <sighs> You should it's, never be going to drink craft beer for value for money. 
if you are you should just should, which is why I like the token system is yeah. you don't feel any pressure to sort of drink a certain amount yeah. you, you, you know, if drink you want to you can you don't you know if you want to scale back and not have yeah. so much then, yeah. then great you want to use your tokens yeah. for as you, as you yeah. said Simon yeah. you, know, you, you didn't go crazy thing, necessarily you, no, you, went, you went to the talks just, you went yeah I was just kind of digging the atmosphere really and this is where so if you'd have had to pay 65 quid yeah. or something say I'd have would, you have, would you have been different in the way you approached yeah. the you know what, I probably wouldn't have gone in the first place yeah. I mean I was very anti all in because you just see the initial cost and just go Jesus 65 quid or whatever mm. um, and also I think there is this thing uh, it's a little bit like buying an expensive gig ticket then if you spend 65 quid to go to Indyman if they did the all in ticket for that price and then you were ill the day before you go I can't go now yeah. oh hang on I've wasted 65 quid as opposed to what was it 15 quid or yeah. something a session you give and, it away free yeah. let someone else yeah. use it yeah. potentially because on the day is when you buy the tokens yeah. so if you well, can't go all you've lost is 15 quid whereas if it was an all in you're like hang on I've lost 65 quid now well and again the great thing about the tokens was obviously they did the what was it 10 the bundle they yeah, yeah you got a bundle yeah so you start off with your initial bundle and then you've got but then they also did the well we'll just give you one or two or three or you know yeah. and yes there was slightly more yeah so you've got that choice there and that's what I really liked about the Lock and Key Festival they did exactly the same with the with the flexibility tokens. yeah you buy your bundle yeah. of tokens to start off with but then as the day goes on and you mm. kind of think okay do I want another bundle or do I just want another two or mm. three and you've got that flexibility to do that where yeah. and I like that and that and like you said as well, I liked the fact that you could they would buy back the bundles as well. Yeah, I've never uh, seen that before at any other uh, festival, actually. We're buying the tokens back. I think that's a, that's a great yeah. way of, yeah, of yeah. doing it. And also, a uh, great shout uh, for the uh, Indie Man app that was on the phone. Yeah, uh, whoever de- oh, developed that, yeah. awesome. Absolutely awesome. You get the notifications when the beers go on. You get a map of the building. Um, superb. Absolutely yeah. One brilliant. minor criticism, I'd like to see the beer, beer list released a little early, but I guess it's not there. They're, it's out of their control, I guess. Slightly, I guess, yeah. Maybe, um, maybe they wanted to release it when they've got the full list rather than a partial yeah. list. Yeah. So. I think in general, though, I think... It's understandable. Yeah, you appreciate what they're doing. Up. And it, it leaves a bit of intrigue. Like, oh, we, the week of Indie Man, we're waiting for the list to come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come out. And eventually it comes out Wednesday. Like, oh, you yeah. text me when it came out. It's like, yeah. yeah. This is it. Everybody's just waiting for the beer list to come out. I think that's, that's brilliant. Like we said before, ultimately, I think we can sum it up. It, it's pretty much the Glastonbury of, of beer oh, festivals, absolutely isn't fantastic. it? And um, I, if if, the, no if you could only do one a year, you would go to Indie Man, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We'd go for two days. Yes, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> and camp out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get an early breakfast and get in that queue. Yeah. Yeah. Like or, or, or just go into one of the old changing cubicles and just pull the curtains across and fall yeah. asleep yeah. there and then wake up the next day. And hey, stay there, for the whole, stay there for the whole weekend. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so cheap accommodation there. Yeah, so yeah, we've um, we've devoured that mystery bottle from Track, which was a nice beer, even if we mm. didn't know what it was. Yeah. Whoa, we've got something completely different here in front of us now. This Pretty is special. a dark beer. Uh, it's from Manchester, obviously, because we're, we're all about the Manchester. Um, and what we've got here is Wonder Beyond Brewing, uh, who are basically uh, based in Manchester in Northwestern Street. Uh, we've got Coconut Crater, an imperial milk stout with coconut, cacao, and vanilla. Very hard to say cacao without sounding pretentious, but, you know. Um, you just did. <laughs> I just did. Um and yeah, it's a big old stout, isn't it? Uh, what, what are we getting from this one? We've got 
440 mil can here. A ton of vanilla. Shout out Huge vanilla. four of us. Um, but yeah. And boozy. See, I'm getting more coconut now, which... Okay, I do coconut. Desiccated yeah. coconut. Yeah. Desiccated. yeah. Is it toasted? <laughs> do we know the provenance of the coconut? Marshmallow? Um, maybe a bit. I mean, there's that sweetness there from the lactose, isn't there? Um, this oh. is massive. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hello. It's working for you then. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> This is yeah. your kind of beer. <laughs> and to be fair though, I've been yeah. really impressed with one beyond. I think I think they're probably the first kind of batch releases of the cans were maybe a little bit underwhelming, but mm. since then we've seen some incredible releases. I mean Bloom, I don't know if you tried that one, it was an Imperial Black oh. IPA with strawberries. And it was absolutely incredible. No, I tried that. The um, only one of theirs I've tried at all, I think, is did they do the mini milkshake IPA? The mini milkshake, oh. but they've also done a triple uh, version of that one. They which did that in about Elysium. three different strengths. Yeah, Elysium um, was like a tw- eleven or twelve percent, and that was that was the one good can in the first batch. And since then, you said they've done done so many. They've been really good with the high ABV stuff. I must admit. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think we were in a beer gonzo months ago and the mini milkshake IPA, which yeah. was about 3%, but it was like a lactose IPA, and it was like totally chuggable. It yeah. was phenomenal beer. So have we got a, a UK Omnipolo? Mm. What, with Wonder Beyond? Well... But some of the stuff they're knocking out, I mean... Yeah. This crazy experimental stuff, like... I'd have to try a few more of their beers. And, and to be honest, they're a little bit hard to find. I was trying to find some of their stuff for this podcast, and... They're like a lot of breweries now that they go through phases where there's a can release, it turns up everywhere, and then within a few weeks it's gone again. Mm. And then you can't find any of their stuff. Quite hard to come by. Yeah. Um, I think this was from Sturgeley Wines, um, which is in the Midlands. So, you know, it goes to show it's not available that locally for us. Mm. See, for me, this is absolutely my kind of beer. Yeah. On the nose, yes, I'm definitely getting the coconut. On the taste, I'm definitely getting the more marsh- marshmallow, mm. like you were just saying, Charles. It's yeah. just, it's it for me. It's too sweet. Yeah, really? yeah. That's too what sweet. It might be. Yeah. yeah. I the I, closest comparison I would say to this, and it's a beer that is brewed every year, is Oscar Blue's Death by Coconut. Oh yeah. And this this is like an impy version of that. I think mm. it's it's. I mean, it's twelve percent for Christ's sake. You know. See, for me, ah. this is more like um, Tiny Rebel. Um, oh, stay puffed. Stay puffed. Or imperial puffed. Yeah. That's oh, better than that. <laughs> I've not had those. <laughs> no, two, I'm proud to say. If you're if you're comparing the if it's more like Oscar Blues Death by Coconut or Stay Puffed or Imperial Stay Puffed, I'd say it was more like Imperial Stay Puffed. But I'm not saying which one's better than the other. I'm just saying which which they're more like. Hmm. Yeah, I I think this is a superior beer to um, some of the other ones we've just mentioned. I, I think it's very accomplished. And, um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's a 440 mil can. Um, please don't drink this on your own. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is big. It's massive. Um, and it's dangerous. But it is... If you've got a sweet tooth... Um, this this is a uh, just one of those beers that skip pudding just go straight to this go yeah. straight to this and yeah. Uh, yeah put a film on the on, on you put your DVD on or whatever you 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 know take take your time box set perhaps I think this is it <laughs> because know? obviously we're sharing this between four of us and the measure that I've got is probably the perfect measure for me probably yeah well hundred mil if you yeah. if you were 
if you were opening this can all on your own, this would definitely be one of those where it will probably take you most of the night to finish it. Yeah. If it's, I was drinking this on my own, I'd be in a state of regret. Yeah. It's incredibly sweet. It is yeah. very sweet. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not something you could drink in great volume, I don't think. But for what the, what the measures that we've got, as you said, it's, it's kind yeah. of ideal, really. So I, I think it's yeah. I think it's well executed. Lovely yeah. beer's taste and, and yeah, I think it's, mm. it's it's like a, a even a four forty mil can is like a, a sharing mm. kind of yeah. situation with with this, and it is something that you know you have with your chocolate ganache. But but again, it's that whole thing, you know. So why do they do yeah. that? You know, twelve percent beer in a four forty mil can. That is something also that it's not. I would I would argue that has to be shared. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I don't find this boozy at all. I know you've mentioned it's quite alcohol. I don't, I'm not it's getting any booze. Aroma wise, I can smell the booze in it. Mm. I'm not tasting, no, it tastes, just tastes very sweet. Uh, yeah. This is dominant, yeah. But it, I think it's quite boozy. Don't be wrong, yeah. you, can t- you can tell it's a hefty beer, but I'm not getting that boozy kind of. I'm not getting the booze no. on it, but I, I'm, I can see where people are coming from. It's too, it's too rich and it's too sweet. It's like having a great big slab of. Um, of chocolate cake you know if you have that as a pudding it's like if you have too much um, chocolate fudge cake you know if you have too much of that you can't get hot mm. you can't finish the whole pudding mm. it's very it's dessert like yeah, yeah it exactly. is, it is yeah. I almost think if it was um, the intention of it really. if, yeah. if they'd left a bit of residual sugar in the in the brew mm. it'd be full of bodied mm. and then you'd actually deal that sweetness better I, right. think. I think it's just for how sweet it is it's a bit thin it's still quite an oily Yes. Yeah, you're it's right. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely a bit kind of um, finish up on because um, it's it is like a, a dessert to some of the other stuff that we've had already. Certainly, a bit well worth trying. And absolutely. And at least so, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So because it says on the can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, shout out to one to be on. And it's one of these things, you know, when when you try a couple of beers by a certain brewery that you get that confidence then of going hang on I've had two or three of these they've all been outstanding mm. and you then start to go I, I hunt them down I suppose yeah. with one to be on definitely kind of really trusting what they're doing with the high ABV stuff mm. like yeah. as I said before Bloom Elysium and then this one as well yeah. well I'd like you to know. see some more because we, we had a brief stage in being in our local shop mm. well that was they, so that was the first batch that they, they bought out well I didn't was, really see anything of them mm. and they haven't come back in I don't know why that is yeah it's it's interesting I mean they're pretty small so they're probably not running their own web shop or anything Mm. like that so uh, as I say I think it's one of these things where there's a can release it goes out everywhere it's out for a few weeks sells very quickly yeah and then they're gone again Mm. Um, but I mean something like this you you could sell this I know there's there's debate on selling I don't think it would yeah I think it would hold up pretty well with with some ageing but it will lose the the kind of the coconut Mm. edge and vanilla I think it would probably dial back a little bit yeah maybe maybe more of the chocolate might come out yeah I I find fruits and hops are the most volatile flavours in the canned beer and they're Mm. most likely to go off but yeah you know it is saying best before 25th of June 16 uh, 16 25th of June 19 so you know it's we've got another 8 months there you go to you go. Um, drink this so. which probably still means it's best to drink it within four yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah. I don't think I think the intention is to drink that probably is you know sooner rather than later not in Asia no well we're, we're doing that we're doing yeah. that <laughs> yeah, sorry. so, so it's all. yeah I think uh, it's a great beer to end on and mm. uh, I think we'll wind things up now because we need to get this finished and just collapse in a 
hazy alcoholic uh, <laughs> <old> <laughs> um, so thanks to listening everybody uh, if you enjoyed Cheers. this episode uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app uh, leave us a review because this helps us uh, climb the ratings charts uh, we're on the socials uh, we're on twitter at beers underscore frontiers we're on facebook we're on instagram um, you can email us beers without frontiers at gmail.com if you're old fashioned and use email and if you've got any requests for beers or breweries for us to review in the future or you want to be a guest on the podcast get in touch in the meantime we're going to finish this beer so cheers everybody cheers cheers